0: Hi there,
1: you're about to enjoy the Chronicles of Tom and Jamie. Hi everyone, I'm Kevin Matton. Hey guys, my name's Annabelle Knight. Hello, this is Becky Baldwin.
2: Hello, I'm Chesney. Hey, what's up everyone, this is Brayden from Say We Can Fly. Um, Hey, what's up everybody, Uh, this is Daniel from
3: Tenside. Um, I sing for the band. Hi, this is Honey from Tenside. Um, I'm the drummer of the band. Um, Today, we're here with the Chronicles of Podcast. Together with Tom and Jamie, having a great time.
1: Hello everybody, and welcome to the 119th edition of the Chronicles of Podcast. And these, these right here are the Chronicles of Tenside. It is I, the Bearded Brummy Jamie, and joining me as always this week, as always, this handsome fella right here. This Scotsman Tom. Hello everybody. Welcome back
0: for another fun-filled and entertaining week. And welcome to the Chronicles of Podcast.
1: Hit it! Ladies and gentlemen, this week we are bringing you two very special guests. This week, guests are a member of an incredible German metalcore band who, quite frankly, deserve to be on the top of any bill that they are playing on. Here to talk all about their brand new record, Come Alive Dying, and so much more. This week we play another game of Jamie trying not to offend his guests of his terrible pronunciations and names, because we are joined by Daniel Kuliman and Johannes Jorg as we bring you the Chronicles of Tenside.
2: What's up? <laughs>
1: Was I close? Was I at least close? Pretty close, yeah Yes, I'll take good close job, That's fine, I'll take job. close <laughs> As long no, as you're I'm not serious. That was terrible, I'm out of here No, <laughs> we're good
0: <laughs> And uh, how's your day been, guys? So far, how's, thing- how's your Tuesday been?
2: So far, so good uh, A little busy, but yeah, I'm alright, so Can't complain <laughs>
0: Yeah, is that, is that for the music side of things or just, just life life admin?
2: Yeah, just in general. I mean, I'm a little bit tired. It's already late in Germany, um, but it's all right. So I will find some rest afterwards. No worries.
0: <laughs> so sorry. To... It's because Jamie has children, so he has to put them to bed first. That's why we always go so late. <laughs> Otherwise, we won't get left alone. And we'll have to have random kids chatting the way through, through the interviews and whatnot. So, yeah. Easy. So I d- apologize. I know you're an hour ahead, so we do apologize massively. It's, but we appreciate it's all
2: good. It's all good, man. Yeah.
0: How about you? Honey? Are you okay?
3: Um, yeah, we chatted a bit uh, before we rec- recorded the podcast. Um, I'm doing all right. It's a bit rough at work at the moment. Um, the stuff that I'm doing besides uh playing music uh, with the other guys. But other than that, I'm doing great. If my asking, what do you do? um i'm a salesman actually oh okay I work on on trade fairs and um sell um stainless steel uh bottles to people ah okay Well,
0: say no more the fact that you said you work as a salesman already yeah. makes me go yeah that m- i'm not surprised <laughs>
1: <laughs> 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 oh so gentlemen before we talk all things side, take us back right to the beginning back to the days of youth when you were growing up what did you want to be when you were growing up we'll start off with you honey
3: um to be honest i think in in preschool i did want to become um, an engineer um of some sort um but as soon as i picked up um the drumsticks i think i started when i was 12 or 13 because my dad um, was a drummer um, I, and I always wanted to be like him um, since since I picked up the, the drumsticks um, there was basically no other option to, than to um, tour full time and make music as, as much as possible
1: nice what
3: about oh, yourself I, Daniel oh, I, sorry. I, come, I come a long way this it's not the end of the road there is some um, stuff to reach for sure but um, I think we're doing good for the moment
2: um to be honest i never had one of those wishes like i want to become a soccer player or whatever um for some reason i never had and then there was this day when i was like really young and my parents were in holidays and my older brother he brought me to a rage against the machine concert when i was still a child and um i've watched this concert um beside of the front of house guy um, behind the barrier because at this point I was just a small little dude (laughs) Uh, (laughs) and yeah I watched this show and um, basically this changed my life and um, from from this day on I wanted to become a musician actually and I never worked something else uh, beside of um, music industry or making music um and yeah here i am still doing it and yeah that's that's my story
1: that's amazing i love the fact that both of you really young were like no this is what i want to do i want to do music and the fact that you got to see rage against the machine as a small child feels slightly inappropriate but amazing at the same time <laughs> <laughs> But where where um, you, you say like you're influenced by your dad and you're influenced by your brother. Is that where that love for music came from? From them, or was it from out did you discover it on your own?
3: Definitely. Uh, my dad had a huge record collection, um, which in hindsight I didn't really admire back then. Like um he it felt kind of like a torture to listen to all this um <laughs> nowadays you call it dad rock. Um <laughs> That's my job. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but once you, t- you turn a certain age, I think there's like a, a, a switch inside your body that automatically, uh, automatically turns you into like in bad rock. Um, and it feels a bit weird, but now I'm listening to all the bands my dad used to listen to uh, when I was young. And I think that kind of got me into music because music was in our house, um, basically in every room, um, 24 hours a day um and um, my best friend back in the day um he had an older brother that um, introduced us to to corn and all those bands and slipknot and deftones so um i had the chance to to really get into that kind of music um from a pretty young age on and um his uh, older brother used to play in a band already and um so being around band dudes uh, e- even if they're not um, famous or something um that definitely helped um, to, to um, shape uh, what I want to do in the future. Um, what about yourself, Daniel? Was, was it your
1: brother's influence for you or elsewhere? Uh,
2: when it comes to heavy music, definitely, because my mom is a classical singer. And I also have um, a lot of um, music background in my family. From uncle and aunt and so on, all of them played music in bands or in orchestras. Or there's there's still some family music backgrounds. Um, and my mom told me like all the time, um, that she that she's happy about when one kid would start to make music. So my brother also played a little, uh, in in the younger years, but um, I finally managed to to become a musician and um it just feels all right, man. So I'm okay with that. Music is the biggest thing for me since, since I'm a kid Um, in every mode I have every day and I, I can't live without music. So um yeah, that's the main thing. So yeah.
0: That's incredible. Did your mom teach you how to sing? Or
2: uh, teach yourself? No, because, you know, as, as you can imagine, like it's, it's a tough thing Uh, if your mom is singing classical stuff and <laughs> yeah. And you come up with all those heavy bands like screaming and yelling like crazy, <laughs> and um, that was quite a challenge at this time. But finally, I earned some respect after the years. Okay, um, good. <laughs> 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 and yeah, so I'm I'm well accepted now in the family. Um, so,
1: <laughs> yeah, good, good. I should bloody well hope so as well, mother. <laughs> I just want to hear you and your mom have like a sing-off now. She's like classical. You're screaming. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's how you settle arguments in this family. Oh,
2: yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah.
1: But what was the point, though, where you went from being a fan of music and loving it to, to actually wanting to go out and play it and do it for a living? Because both of you are saying both your parents are musicians. Was it seeing them being like, they can do it. I can do it. Mm,
3: I actually never saw my dad play live um, because he was like in in germany there's this weird dance music culture um well you have like a cover band that does like all the smash hits um from the um from from the different (laughs) um decades and my dad used to play in one of those And they were, like, pretty famous um, in, like, hotel party. And in in Germany, we would say Festzelt, like, beer beer garden kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, And um, so he mostly played at night um, and mostly played uh, far away as, like, um, kind of an extra attraction for uh, northern German people or Austrian people. Um, that's why I never got to see him uh, to play with his band, but um, I for sure watched him countless times uh, in our basement play the drums.
1: So what was it then that made you go? Do you know, um, I'm going to do
3: this. I think um, just uh, the energy that you get from the first couple of live DVDs um, that were a big thing back then. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean. You basically tried to watch every video uh, that came out and and like um, I recently read an article about um, uh, Korn's Asylum DVD um, and how um, far ahead of time it was with um, the crazy menu uh, it had and all the secret stuff um, you could uh, find on it um and i actually do have a copy of this um at my home yeah i, I purchased it back then and somehow it made it through every move i did no in my way. life <laughs> um and i i haven't watched it for like at least 10 years i think and um i i recently just put it in my uh, in my xbox i'm i'm uh, i'm glad that i have something that can play DVDs. um so um that's that's I think the main point that got me into wanting to play Songs live. Uh, the energy, all the people around you, the screaming, the, the the people that really dig your music. Um, that was the main driving point, I think. That's awesome. I remember that DVD.
1: Me and my friends used to quote something from that DVD all yeah, the that, time. I remember it was <laughs> he head. head, he was like, Oh, you knocked over my beer. Yes, yes, yes. I just <laughs> unlocked a memory from about 15, 20 years ago. My god. <laughs> What what about yourself Daniel what made you decide you want to sing teenage rebellion against your mom <laughs> a little
2: a little bit of, of of this for sure but um I mean I've I've also watched shows from my mom uh, back in the days when I was younger and I remember uh being at a bigger concert also with my mom at uh, Olympic Hall in in Munich um watching different kind of bands and and things and then when when the time was right, I've started with, with um, different instruments um, to just learn one. And I started with keys, but that wasn't the right thing for me. And uh, I've tried a couple of things. And then my brother and myself, we got a drum set, actually, um, and we shared this drum set. And at this time, I've started to uh, had drum lessons uh, in, in music school. Uh, beside of my normal school. Um, and I had a lot of fun playing drums actually. And my brother or my older brother, he he was already he was on the run with a few friends and they built the first band, you know. And then he he took the drum set from at home to another rehearsal space. And I've we've lost the drum set which we had at home. Um, and at this point I was quite like Okay, what the fuck? Then I stopped playing drums, so I want to have a guitar now, and my parents were already a little bit sick and tired of of me asking for another instrument again. <laughs> 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 so um, I had this I had this little backup money from my grandma, um, which was planned um, to get my first driving license later, but I've spent the money for a guitar amp and uh, and a guitar, so and i rem- i remember this day because my dad told me like yo it's your money so you decide now it's it's the car license later or the guitar with the amp now it's your decision so um i took the guitar and um and started playing guitar and um actually formed my first own band um yeah and yeah the rest is history so i i've I just did backing vocals at this time and then later become the singer of, of the next band and so on, like, and, yeah, and that's how I end up in Tenside, so.
0: <laughs> Amazing. Best decision ever made, that is, right there.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I hope so, bro.
0: <laughs> no, definitely. Trust, trust me, when we start getting into this.
2: I mean, I, st- I still got the car license, you know, so um, no worries. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there you go. I still own one, even if I see the red light all the time. So, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's true, yo. So I'm not, I'm not fucking around. So ask Hani. I, I have, I have bad luck when it comes to this. Like,
3: <laughs>
2: I,
0: I feel there's a story here for some reason.
3: Yeah, hey, I, I mean, it's countless times. Um, Daniel sh- could be on time, should be on time, would be on time if the fucking car wouldn't break down all the time (laughs) like um sometimes when we have to get up really really early for rehearsals or um if a tour bus come picks us up early in the morning um i do have to to make some wake-up calls um because daniel's afraid um he might oversleep yeah Um, uh, and so Oftentimes I give him a call in, in the early morning and he's like, yeah, dude, I'm awake. I was already under the shower. I'll, I'm making my way to Munich. I'll I'll be there on point, promise. <laughs> and like 30 minutes later, um, it, it's just like another alarm clock. There's a message from Daniel. Yo, dude, my car broke down. Um, I'm on the way <laughs> to the repair <laughs> shop, get it fixed. I try to, to be on time. Um, so uh, after after a lot of times you get used to it, and somehow um, we um, in the end we always make it on time. Yes,
2: somehow. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what, what you do now is just leave the day uh, early, the day before, because then, <laughs> then you'll get there on t- yeah just leave the day
1: before. And then if it breaks down, you still got the whole of the other day to like get yeah. it sorted. <laughs> yeah, mm. <laughs> I I just think musicians have bad luck with cars. The amount of musicians I know or spoke to are just vans breaking down all the time
2: <laughs> yeah yeah uh, i mean it's horrible man i i remember like the the last day um of the Killswitch engage tour we did a couple of years ago and on the last day of the tour uh our um nightliner broke down like i think two or three hours before the final show the last <sighs> show um and then the the crazy thing so we finally managed to uh, to get to the venue by a tons of other cars I, I can't remember anymore. Like, did we get an exchange bus or?
3: Yeah, there was like, yeah. um, uh, we've been traveling <laughs> together with the, the revocation guys that um, also had on support slot on that tour. And um, our nightliner broke down that we shared and uh, we were waiting next to uh, the highway um, for um, a, a, a different bus um, that, um, was going to pick us up, and it was kind called... of a holi- holiday bus. It, it was something. a holiday bus, yeah. It yeah. was <laughs> it was like one of of, of, of those buses <laughs> that gets you to your holiday. So with no beds and stuff, just seating, like forty yes. seats for <laughs> like ten people. <laughs> and that bus um, uh, took us to uh, on time to the show in Nuremberg. And after the show, um, we had to go by taxi to our actual tour bus. Uh, that was parked at, at some place um, where they tried to fix it and as soon as we got into the taxi off from the venue um the guys from kills with, uh, kills with engage wrote us that their tour bus actually broke down as well so they were stranded in in nuremberg and had to catch their flights in frankfurt fucking That's hell a yeah. two buses <laughs> one day that was that was kind of funny and kind of sad
2: yeah, definitely. I mean, touring and and traveling uh, with a band is like it's always a nightmare. If you ask me, like you come in situations you can't even imagine. <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: it's almost like there's somebody going around, like fucking with the buses. It's like yeah. somebody's like, do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, someone's following tours where I'm going. Ha, yeah. I know what I do. and start fucking with the wires and fucks up.
3: <laughs> I think there isn't an, an actual security check for every tour bus before it leaves on the road. And there's just one guy in each tour bus company that takes care of getting bands into trouble. Yeah. It's like a certified <laughs> job. <laughs> Making sure some wires are hanging off or what. <laughs> <It's insane. laughs> yeah. Oh. So we should talk about
1: Tenside. Um, I was, I was doing my research and I saw the band's been going since two thousand and four. Is
2: that right? It's 2005 actually.
1: 2005. I do apologise. Yeah. But did I read somewhere that in your first year you won a contest to play in front of 2,500 people?
2: Is that right? Yeah. This is right. Yeah. (laughs) It's insane. um, (laughs) And it's like, yeah, actually. So I went to school at this at this point, and um, there was from we have this huge radio station in South Germany, which is called Antenne Bayern. And they are quite famous, and they made a school band kind of contest. And yeah, so I did it for my school with my band. And yeah, for some reason, we made it into the finals, and then we had some radio interviews, and people could uh, could vote for the band, and you got some real radio plays. I mean, at this time, it was actually the first time to be on a media control major radio platform and at this at this point we just had the first real single uh, done which were out at this time in a made in a real studio and everything and yeah we finally won it and um, made it on un, under the first three if i remember right and the price for it was this big show which uh, took place at zeppelinfeld in Nuremberg, also this is the same place where uh, rock uh, rock and park um, takes place in germany one of the major festivals and yeah the only boring thing was that you only could play three or four songs if i remember that right um but it it was it was funny let's let's call it like this <laughs> how old are you if you're still in school i'm sorry
1: how old are you if you were still in school right now no Back when then. when this happened
2: oh i think i was 18 at this at this time Fuck.
1: 18 years old playing in front of that many people in the first year that is insane <laughs> incredible <laughs>
2: yeah, i mean um this all was just was just a crazy start um at at this at this age you know like but for some reason it was like the first kick into this direction where where this all takes place so yeah yeah
1: that's insane but obviously Giannis, you didn't join the band till 2018
3: is that right yeah that's correct the the first first january in 2018 uh, i switched jobs to the job where i am currently and switched bands on the same day (laughs) on the same day yeah you know what a busy day that was but (laughs) it was quite busy day yeah (laughs) (laughs) so how did you end up joining the band um, I think, um, we, we all know as uh, longer than, um, I've, I'm playing in the band. Um, the, our bass player, Jonas, um, he had a different band back then, um, that used to play a lot of shows with my former band I was in and, yeah. uh, Michael, our guitarist. Um, he had a former band before Ten Side as well, which used to play a lot of shows with the bands um, Jonas uh, were in and the band uh, I was in. So um, I think Daniel um, hit me up um, when um, Flo, the former drummer of Ten Tenside, decided to leave the band. It was like not uh, on short notice, it was like a, a planned exit, um, right. if you want to call it that way um he just wanted to stop playing music and so um uh we all had time to to adapt to that uh and uh then i basically um learned five songs There were like other people um in in the pool of possible drummer options um, and i learned the songs i think i wasn't the best um in, in learning the songs <laughs> um but um I used to manage. Uh, I, I managed to uh, come with the guys to do a bit of drum teching and just uh, being on the road um, with all of them, just to see if, like, if, if it's the right vibe and if I can work on uh, on, on drumming later. And uh, somehow it worked out, and here I am. Nobody kicked me out until today, so I'll see. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good.
1: <laughs> it's <just like>, good
3: <laughs> to I was Gonna say until today that exclusive yeah. on this. On this I mean, interview. Um, <laughs> we all have seen uh, seen Jay Weinberg just got an email, so it can end up being <laughs> that way at some point. Wow, <laughs> wow. I'm sorry. Oh <laughs>
0: Why did the uh where did the Tenside name come from? I'm always intrigued. I know this question really boring because so many people ask it, but I'm always intrigued as to how you got there rather than, you know, where the name came out. So how, where did the Tenside name
2: come from? I mean, we were like really young at this at this point. And so what's the right word for Latin, honey?
3: Um, you told me... Um, what tenside is about uh, when I started playing with you guys, but I can't remember. It's something chemical. Um, I think it's uh, when chemicals uh, react, and um, okay. it, um, and that um, when chemicals react, there's like forces turning up and like punches against each other. Yeah, something like that. But yeah. um, I'm not too sure. But that's what stuck yeah. to my mind. Oh,
2: okay. I mean, just... yeah. Sorry, Daniel, go on. Yeah, that's quite right. Um, yeah, so that's where it, where, where it came from. And yeah, we we still stick with the name, so it's all good. Um, yeah.
0: No, it's great. I, I just wasn't sure if you're big fans of Dodecahedrons. That was all, so, yeah. you know, <laughs> a, t- a ten-sided <laughs> shape <laughs> That was all. That was all I wanted to know. That's all I wanted to know. I'm always intrigued as to how people come up with these names because obviously there's so many bands out there now, yeah. so many that obviously at some point someone's going to either have the same name or whatever, and everyone's already taken taken other bits and pieces. So it's just it's just on the journey how you got there.
2: Yeah, mostly it's like free for all those metalcore bands. It's like mostly bands with free words in it, you know, and yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, like,
3: <laughs> there's there's a, a, a certain types of eras for band names. I mean, there was this King kind of era, fit for a king, other fit for um era with fit for a king, fit for an autopsy, and all the other bands. Yeah, um, then there was like at some point there was like an Atlantis era where well, lower than Atlantis and all these Atlantis <laughs> bands popped up. <laughs> it's so true though, yeah. But
0: it must, it's it, obviously it's insanely hard to do the same to name anything, I think. We yeah. struggled this podcast for ages. <laughs> so, you know, I think it's, it's the point where it's it's because like, oh well someone's saying? that. That sounds shit. I don't like the idea of this. Someone could take the piss out of that. You know, so actually finding that name. So I think is a great name. It really it sounds Japanese to me. Yeah.
2: Why could not? Be? I'm I mean <laughs> <laughs> the thing is like if you so the truth is, I I still remember, even if this is like years back that I was sure about that the band name has to be just one word, just one word, not, not free, not more, not like this whole sentence kind of naming or like, yeah. And I'm, I'm glad we did it like this because Side, it's, it's all right, man. It's just one word. It fits well. It's all good, man. Yeah. So, yeah.
0: yeah. No, absolutely. Um, so how did you find your style there? What made you want to go down the metalcore road?
2: Well, I mean, I would say as a musician or playing metal, I mean, we tried different things. We sound totally different now than we did back then. It's a whole journey becoming a better musician. I mean, um, basically that's the whole story. And like people asking like all the time, why is the new stuff sounding like this? And why is the old stuff sounding like this? But the answer to me is simple because you grow not only as a human being, you grow as a musician. And this is the thing. So we we don't want to do the same album twice. It's always a challenge for us to create a record. It takes a huge um, amount of effort. And um, yeah, we're super proud of those new songs we've created. And even if people Trying to tell us, yo, this is metalcore, or this is modern metal, or this is already hard rock, or uh, even if if people saying this is dead rock, whatever, man. Um, as long as somebody likes the music we've created, I'm happy with it because we make music for ourselves. Yeah. And if there are people out there, um, they like to listen to it, then I'm I'm very thankful for this. But yeah, I I hope I explained this well no, absolutely <laughs> absolutely I, as
0: soon as because like, i listened to the album before i reached before i wanted to get you it guys like, oh my god it blew me away it's fucking phenomenal i'm uh, not just saying it because you're here but like as soon as that first track when i was like oh this is right in my alley. in yeah perfect and every track is just just a banger banger after banger
2: after oh, banger thank you man really it, appreciate it
0: yeah not at all so it's uh fuck those people that are like oh you've changed your style oh you have like okay great well just get
1: over it and get on with it yeah
2: yeah <laughs> I, I get, get the record, yeah.
1: <laughs> I, I get it though, because although a completely different style of music, my favorite band's Kiss, and no two Kiss records sound the same. Like, they've tried loads of different sounds and eras and looks over the years because you've got to do it, you've got to stay fresh, you've got to keep yourself artistically challenged.
3: So, I completely yeah. get yeah. it 100%.
2: Yeah, that's 100% true. Yeah, and if you ask me, this is, this is how a band can can be there for decades you know like this is this is the only chance i mean of course there are bands who found their style and they really sound like this and they're doing their records over and over again and for some bands it it might might work you know but for other bands it's really different and especially in the in the times we live now almost everything is allowed i mean if you're listening to sleep token for example um, They bring in so many different uh, styles of music And in the end, it sounds amazing It fits, it fits great And a, a ton of people listening to it And coming to their shows, you know So, yeah
1: Absolutely But you guys have had an incredible career to this point Looking back at what you've done Supporting bands like Trivium, Soulfly, Killswitch Engage Like we talked about Playing Wacken and Summer Breeze Festival Things like that what was it that got you to those opportunities was it a certain song that hit or was it just that constant working and working and working and building your way up I
2: would I would say definitely hard work as a band we're still doing it and we still love to play music together as friends because the vibe in our band is really a friendly one and we treat each other very well and yeah um as long as everybody wants to go in the same direction and put in the work, then sooner or later you get something out. Um, I mean, this journey takes like super long. (laughs) And how shall I say? I mean, it's always a little bit of luck involved, if you ask me. And also a lot of business things these days. Um, We are still a small band. We are still... Uh, a self-managed band and um yeah putting in all the work you know so no absolutely
0: um honey uh, how do you structure your songs then do you come in with i've got this drum beat do you want to check this out or is it the guitarists first that come in and go i've got this riffs you know or is daniel gone
3: here's his lyrics let's put some music to it how does it how do you structure your songs in a perfect world (laughs) <laughs> um, I would have all the drums ready for future records and just lay it out. Say, yeah. That's the drums. You 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 guys gotta adapt to it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Keep dreaming, my friend.
3: <laughs> <laughs> but um that's not how this works. Um basically um Michael writes the majority of our music, um, including the drums for the most parts. Oh, wow. Um, Michael has, I don't know, a weird fetish about um, (laughs) computer stuff and and all the technical stuff. Yeah. And um, I think it took him like six months or so to adapt um, to my drumming. And um, all the demos um, he um, showed us after that time were like perfectly drumming wise. Like he analyzed what I love to do, the kind of fills I want to do. And um, he already throws them in there. So I basically have like almost next to no work um, at all. Because like he's showing me something and he's like, um, listen to the drums is that what you want to do is am i kind of right and i listen to it and it's like yeah dude it's spot on i mean <laughs> i would change up the fill a bit but basically it's spot on i don't know what i i, I do want to change and um for the most uh, for most of the times i just change up like verses um michael gives me like a pretty rough idea what he wants to sound the verse like uh, um to be like and um, then I'll take it home and just um, fiddle around with the drums and try to make it a bit more interesting than than um, uh, what he brought to the table. But basically, that's that's how we write songs. And um, Daniel has like a shitload of of lyric sheets flying around at home, um, just basically waiting for the perfect uh, moment to drop one of his lyrics um, on the songs. And um, that's that's basically it. That's. So it's Michael like AI <laughs> kind of yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> cuz that's,
2: that's insane that's
3: that's, that's pretty accurate I, I've <laughs> never met someone in my life before that yeah. can like um analyze people's like what they want what they want to play what they want to hear and if you can throw three songs at him and tell him hey um I think it would be fine uh, if we in the future have a song that goes in that direction and 100% i guarantee you one month two months later there is a song that is in his style but aims directly where you were asking him to to go that's 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 Nuts. insane
0: man yeah. that's
2: that's great yeah I think yep. it's fair fair enough to say that that Mike is definitely the best musician in our band, one hundred percent for sure he's the mastermind behind all the instrumentals um for for our sound and for our band. He takes care of the recordings as an engineer and as a producer and um yeah he's just a great brother and uh, even better writer. so um yeah <laughs> That's
0: awesome. so. Your lyrics then, Daniel, are they personal to you? Are they story-based? Like, how do you how do you write your songs?
2: I wouldn't say story-based. So it's definitely personally for for myself. And um, I took a lot of time uh, this time to create lyrics for the new record. And I rewrote and rewrite um, so many uh, words and lyrics. And, like, um, since we had so much more time for this record because of COVID um we 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 put so much more time in every single song of the record, and um, that's why um as if I remember right, I'm pretty sure that I have um for every song on the record, I wrote ten different um main lines choruses, whatever you wanna call it and and throw it away again and again and again um and I'm pretty sure I did sometimes more than ten different versions. And yeah, it was my personal own effort to make the best record to date with my band, and I'm still happy with the result. Um, more singing, uh, still screaming, of course, no worries. Um, but um, those instrumentals we have we have created as a band, um, they just needed clean vocals, and it felt very good to me, to be honest. It's it's not that someone showed up and and, and told us like, "Yo, Tensite needs to be um, a more clean singing thing now or whatever." It's it's just what we what we have loved to do for those for those tracks, you know. So, um, yeah.
0: Yes, yeah, it's, it's you could definitely tell that a lot of love and a lot of work going into it because it's again fucking great. So, yeah.
2: thank you, man. Not at all. I
1: suppose we probably should talk about Come Alive Dying, really, shouldn't we? <laughs> yeah. Because, because I'm gonna repeat what Tom said. It is a fucking incredible album. Like from start to finish, it is phenomenal. It's it really yes. Is. But what has the reception
3: been like from the fans for the record? Um basically um it's been amazing. Um like normally you get like messages from your friends um, telling you that the record's great um and uh, you read comments on the internet about it being good um, from people you don't know personally but um <clears throat> we were pretty much overwhelmed with um all the positive feedback we got from from media from from fans actually reaching out to us uh via the the, the private profiles on Instagram I never have that normally it's just like people I know personally um, sending out uh, congratulations on the new record but there was like a shitload of people um, flooding me in my DMs, uh, congratulating on on the good record and um, how uh, they like the new sound and how they like uh, the the sound in general on that record and wishing wishing me and the boys luck um, for the future. Um, So um, I think it'll take some more days or weeks to to just realize how many people actually listen to a to a small band so at the, most of the times you think you're you're a small band 20 people are listening to your record and then there's like a chart entry place 6 and you realize oh there's a bunch of people listening to our music um that's that's pretty cool What about for you, Daniel? Because obviously you've been here
1: since the start of the band. What what has it been like for you with the reception to this record?
2: Um, first of all, it's phenomenal for us to get so much feedback from all over Europe, the UK, the US, and so many people, so, so much media. Um, this is this is really great. I mean, we've put a lot of work into the whole campaign as well for the record, and um, it's kind of crazy because like. Um, Since the record is out, I've got messages from people I haven't talked to for years. Oh. like, And also musicians and all tour people and whatever. And like, yo, they're letting me know that this record is just a real banger. And I mean, this is a really special record for us as a band. And it just feels great that so many people... See the vision of the record that each song is important and it's not just one or two singles um because it's the whole record every single song on this record is important for us and we've put a lot of effort and time into it and it's kind of hard to pick a favorite but in the end it just feels feels great and it's a little bit insane that we that we've charted on number 6 in the mainstream top 100 album charts at home in Germany. Um, nice. I mean, our our last record went to 45, I guess. Yeah. Um, which was also cool. Um, but after all those those years of finally receiving a top 10 record at home is a, it's really a, a huge thing. And I'm super, super thankful for this. So, yeah.
0: Yeah, I I found it really difficult to to pick out songs that like really stood out because I think they all hold their own sort of uh, sort of thing. But I had darkness to blight, which I absolutely love. Uh, Pitch and gold, I absolutely loved, uh, and aim for paradise. Uh, I think they were the three that, and then I then I wrote oh yeah, I'm dead weight. <laughs> 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 but it, every song is just it's got it just holds its own. Like you know, it just flows beautifully, and it's just yeah. I I'm, I need to stop sucking dick. I'm really sorry because I know you guys are there, <laughs> and it's but I generally feel that way. But releasing singles for it must be so difficult. How to decide what to release?
2: Dude, like to to be honest, I'm still thinking about was that the right single or not, <laughs> and then like my actually my first idea for a single was actually that weight. And wow. then like the producer and everyone told me like, no, no, man, this this is not the right single. And maybe it's something different. And it's it's kind of crazy because every song is special. And f- the cool thing is that is that for different people, it's different songs, but everyone seems to like it. So, I mean, the whole record is out just... Pick whatever you want and give, give it, a it spin, like, so like <laughs> make it your single, man. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's, it's funny you say that because I wrote two songs down that stood out to me and they're completely different to the songs Tom chose. Because I wrote down Shadow to Shine and Impending Doom. Those two songs were absolutely oh, chef's kiss. Like it's so damn good. Cool. So, yeah, thank it, you, man. It, it's such a quote funny say that. But what makes this record stand out against
3: Glamour and Gloom, the previous record? Um, pretty much all of the production, um, we, we finally um, got a, a pretty good team together. Um, you can, I mean, you can start with the drum recording for Glamour and Gloom. Uh, we really had to to stay on a tight budget. And, and there was basically just a small room where we re- recorded the drums. Um, at least we, we recorded drums. I mean, um, lots of bands just uh, programmed their drums. Um, and don't don't really uh, put in the effort to play actual drums on the record um, that's uh, that's become a common thing because you can cut cost, cut costs for the album production immensely uh, if you leave out drum recording um, for um, the new album um, we went into um, the Kohle Keller studio which is um, pretty known for its drum productions um, um, he has like bands like Benighted that are more like in the in the death metal era of, of things. Um, he, uh, uh, Christian, um, who owns the, and runs the studio, um, he actually put out um, a video with Krim, who used to play drums for um, uh, Behemoth, um, hmm. that um, he was in his studio a couple of weeks back and um from that on there's basically um we didn't change anything with the guitars because uh, michael does all the guitar and and bass recording uh on his own um and i think uh that's that's the best way to do it if if uh, you have someone in the band who basically owns uh cubase um <laughs> uh, knows how to do it cool. um And um, for, I think, um, what we did with uh, the vocals and all the mixing and mastering stuff, uh, Daniel was way more into that process. So I would uh, gladly hand the word to Daniel.
2: Yeah, I mean, what shall I say? Um, The thing is, like, we don't want to go into a real studio where you get, like, five, six, seven days to track guitars and um, and record vocals. And that's why we've decided long ago to build this own little studio where Mike is working mostly. And um, the, and then the other guy, actually, he's the singer from uh, this other band from Munich called uh, Emil Bulls. Um, he also runs a studio in Munich and we did uh, the, the vocal recordings we did together with Christoph von Freidorf at his studio and then a few separate sessions at home and here and there um but that's really the the thing for us to have the time to create those songs and record it and re-record it and go through it all the time and listen listening to the songs and over and over again until you until you can't find any mistakes or any wrong moments until it just feels great to give it over for the mix and I think this, this this alone for us as a band is like really important um because the whole process of writing and recording is pretty close to each other in our process by making a record. And yeah, then finally um we've we've mixed the record in the US in LA. And yeah. um the, uh, the record got uh, mixed by Joseph McQueen. Um I mean I mean he he mixed like big things like Bury Tomorrow, SLA Dying, From Ashes to New. And he made it really sound brilliant. Like really big. And um it just sounds fantastic. And we're super stoked to got the chance to finally mix a record in the US. And afterwards, um it got mastered in Nashville by Ted Jensen. Um he's like a really one of the biggest mastering engineers out there. And it's such an honor for us uh, to, to got our records mastered from him as well. And we're just stoked with with the whole sound and the whole process. Um I mean it's our best sounding record to date. And yeah, um, I'm happy we did it this way.
0: Is it is it difficult to like decide track listing as well, like what song goes where?
2: Um, actually it was not that crazy. I mean, Mike and myself, we just had a few ideas and going through it and we we ended up on the same page. I think we had one song in a different uh, listing or something, but I think it just makes sense. So some people telling me that the second part of the record is much heavier than the first part. Maybe it is, maybe not. I don't know. Um, but I think it's it just felt right. Yeah. And it's what I love
1: about is talking to you guys about this record. The passion that comes out of you go, you can tell how proud you are of this bloody record. <laughs> and so you should be. You really should be. But one thing we love to discuss with musicians on this show is the art of music videos. You've had some you've put some music videos out there into the world. Are you a fan of making them or Are they an absolute nightmare?
2: <laughs> a little bit of both. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, Only looks like uh, he's just had Vietnam flashbacks just mentioning so, music videos.
2: <laughs> um I would say like receiving the final cut it's a gr- is a great moment when the whole video looks just great and everything is nice. Um But if not, then it can become a nightmare. (laughs) And, you know, how shall I say in the end, um, it's not only uh, because of budget to make a great um, music video. It mostly has to do with finding the right idea, the right location. And I mean, this is art, you know, you need the right people to create art and to make something special. And um, it's not easier to create something special simply because so many videos are out there, you know. Mm. And I would say like 90% of rock or metal uh, band videos are just performing videos from four or five guys moshing into the camera.
1: (laughs) Usually in an abandoned factory or something for some reason. (laughs) Abandoned
3: Abandoned facility, that's all it it needs. (laughs) There's this one light bulb hanging around yeah, yeah, yeah. somewhere. Either that or a forest. It's, it's one of those. It's... Yeah. Extra Yo. credits if, if, if it rains in your not Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but don't get me wrong. I don't want to bash any, anyone's videos. No, don't, don't do the forest again. <laughs> 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 oh, I love it
1: but you've you've not long played a few shows to celebrate the release of the record you played
3: three shows I believe it was yeah, now, yeah. how were they amazing um, amazing yeah plain amazing I mean uh, we wanted them to uh to be as intimate as possible um if if we want to put it like that I mean we we could have chosen uh, bigger venues or go for more shows in a row. But we, we really wanted to, to just play some shows to, um, in, in smaller clubs to really see if, if the songs, um, work, work out, uh, life the way we um, imagined them to be. Yeah. Um, and, um, it was just amazing. Like we started in, in Hamburg in like a 250 cap, uh, room, uh, basically more a punk rock um kind of venue uh, than like uh, an arena that uh, that you uh, could imagine but um it was it was amazing i mean um we we learned it the hard way that um shows um need to uh, to be planned and um things that c- could go wrong in 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 punk rock clubs um we haven't had that in a long time so um there was like we were all over the place before the show, but um, the show went great. Um, and then we've been to to Berlin and uh, Kassi Pia. That's um, a club we always play when we we're in Berlin. Um, it's a small venue as well, but um, the, uh, the sound system in there is great. People are great in Berlin. Um, uh, I think with um, people turning up in the evening, it was sold out, or at least uh, it was close to sold out. And um the same goes for Munich it was like the biggest show of um, of the three it was um in a 450 or 500 cap um, backstage backstage Hall the second uh, biggest room there and um I think it, it wasn't sold out but it was close to in the end like with people showing up um uh, in the evening I mean it, it got it, it got crazy with all the touring stuff. I don't know if it's the same in the UK um I can imagine. People don't buy uh, their ticket in advance anymore. It's nope. a lot of people showing up on that yeah. night, and you d- you don't know if it's going to be a good show like until five minutes before you walk <laughs> stage, basically. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I'm not
2: that crazy, but
3: yeah, like um, yeah. I mean, you 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 know it uh, in in the week you're heading out for tour if if the shows are are being um, well received and. Uh, we were pretty lucky, I think. Um, it 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 looked a lot um, a long time like um, that there weren't that much people um, on the shows, but one or two weeks before we actually um, got into the van, um, tickets started selling and selling and selling and selling, um, and so every night was just wonderful.
2: Yeah, and that was just crazy to see. I mean, even in the last days, we've sold so many tickets, like. Um, we just received phone calls when we were in the bus already after the first shows, like, yo, we sold another 50 tickets now for Berlin. Um, and that's kind of crazy to see that people now, like, after COVID, it's it's crazy. So, do smaller shows, I, I would say, until a capacity up to five, six hundred people, people just waiting for the very last uh, minute to get a ticket or just buy it at the door. But all of those crazy, fancy mega shows, um, they're selling out like super fast. For example, like all those mega events. T- today, I just saw the headline that Adele is playing like 10 times um, now in Munich, in our home. And yeah. 10, ten yeah. times um, and each shows with 80,000 people. So it's close to a million people with 10 shows. Um, and, yeah, it's just crazy. So all those big events, people buying tickets straight for a couple of hundred bucks. But when it comes to smaller shows, um, people just waiting until the very last. Yeah. Um, Which is just crazy. I mean, as like Honey already said, I mean, we got lucky. Almost all of the free shows were close to sold out we had fantastic numbers we had fantastic shows and um i mean actually that was our plan to just make those three intimate concerts celebrating the new records and we have now a lot of uh tour possibilities and a, lo- a lot of festivals coming up and so on and this will be a full year like really full um but um it's gonna be great and yeah we're really looking forward to it and uh especially to returning to the uk this year um this amazing is, yeah this is our number one thing to do this year for sure so yeah
0: i was gonna ask if you were gonna yeah. come here at all because that was literally gonna be my next question because i saw you've got three dates announced and they're german festivals i think they're all all in germany one in june and two in august is that right
2: yeah, that's like between between June and August. That's right. Yeah. yeah. So I I mean, want, when yeah, you get all, over here. All of those major festivals. I mean, we've already announced Summer Breeze Festival, which is really big in Germany, as well as Full Force and a couple of other ones. And yeah, there's a lot in the pipeline. Some festivals we are not allowed to announce yet. Okay. And as well as a couple of other tours and, and things, but yeah, we're on it and we're coming, so <laughs> oh,
0: <laughs> excited. I can't wait for you to get over here. I'm gonna be yeah, my we, eyes we need peeled. To back,
3: um to um to the UK. Um it was um I mean, um we we were so well received uh when we opened up for Kill Switch in two thousand nineteen um and had plans for two thousand and twenty to do our own headliner run. Um but there was a thing back then yeah. You know?
2: yeah yeah. I mean it's actually it's crazy our UK headliner got rescheduled for four times and then we finally lost it completely
0: oh. <laughs> Because you released uh, Glamour and Gloom like when the pandemic began
2: yeah the album, yeah, yeah. The album came out in the first week lockdown oh,
0: like, yeah. that must have been like you're joking right we can't go anywhere yeah. what, do you, what do you mean like, what's going on but it people was... thought it was like maybe weeks so they thought it was right like, what was it like in germany by the way if you don't mind my asking um it's...
3: it was um it, people were talking about it a long time before i remember in in the beginning of february in uh in that year um i was on a massive trade fair in frankfurt um and people uh, were anxious about it um, getting shut down because of all the COVID stuff that happened in in China um, during that time. And um, I remember us rehearsing for the release shows, hoping um, for them to take place. And um, I think we already um, tore down our equipment and got ready for tour, basically. And, um, the day before we actually should have loaded our stuff in, um, uh, it was a Wednesday, I think, and the first show, uh, should have been on a Thursday. Um, at some point on Wednesday, um, it was all over the television and in the news that like from that day on everything basically got shut down and we're like, okay, that's cool. So we were <laughs> in for a tour and now that stopped. Well, let's see when that will roll on. And, um, I think we moved the dates uh, in the, on a monthly manner because at mm-hmm. the beginning everyone was like, yeah, it's just two weeks. Yeah, it's just a month. Yeah, it's just three months. And at some point it was like, yeah, we moved the shows to sometime in the future, maybe. <laughs> and um, <laughs> I think from from the tour that we've um, actually wanted to play, there were like four shows left that we played after all the COVID stuff. But we hold on to them and we played them. I'll
2: yeah a... yeah plus a, plus a few extra shows and festivals but in total um with all the tours and festivals and uh, UK and so on in total we've lost around 65 shows yeah um for Ooh. for the whole time. I Fuck. mean yeah this album really got ruined. I mean we just we just were lucky because so many people pre-ordered the record. Um, before it came out. So it went into the charts and also a lot of people showed support and we played a few of those um, of those COVID shows where later then, you know, where people had to sit in the venues and we, I, I remember we did two shows in Munich, um, uh, two nights, because it was only allowed to play to 100 people so we had to make at least two of those shows, but more than two wasn't allowed and this was all crazy. I mean, like but if you really think about it, it's not that it's not that long ago, you know um yeah. this is the crazy thing and I'm so glad that we're back now back to normal back to playing music again and doing it all over even if this means that we have to put in even more work and even more effort but i'm i mean as a band um we've we've managed to to went through this this whole covid thing i mean it was crazy for everyone involved worldwide for sure but i would say for people working in the music industry or in the creative process and so on it was like extra hard because we really got fucked over um And yeah, I'm I'm just happy that our band survived this. Um, also as a family, and yeah, so we are here to continue. Yeah, and take over the world. <laughs> Hopefully,
1: <laughs> I just can't imagine an all seated metal gig. That just must be weird.
3: And that was pretty pretty funny. Um, <laughs> at some point on day two, I mean, we can talk about it, but um, yeah, I was, like. Uh, we, we we promised to to don't show pictures of it um because um uh, you can imagine like uh, all the rules were pretty strict and yeah. um, you had to so. be like uh, uh, you had to be at your place during uh, the show you were allowed to stand up but you um there was like no dancing no no jumping around and stuff you had to stay oh. um at your table basically um and at some point, I think it was like two thongs, songs before before um, the show would have been over. Um, there was like this one bench with like eight people or ten people, um, and during the show, you could see that there's not much missing for them to just stand up and like dance like crazy. <laughs> and um, at some point, I I, I don't uh, I can't recall um, what the point was um that got them into standing up and they were like just standing up running in front of the stage There was like um <laughs> 10 meters between the stage and the first tables <laughs> and them uh running in front of the stage and it was like if if you would like just open a closed door where people think there's a million dollars in there and like the whole room <laughs> just like got up went in front of the stage and um the 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 owner of the club um, ran on stage and was like you guys have to stop that's not allowed that's not allowed that's not allowed Um, and uh, we somehow finished the song that we started and after that song we had to calm people down to get them back to their (laughs) places Uh, so it it was it it was like being on a turnstile show pre-2020 when (laughs) they really were like a hardcore band Um, that was pretty pretty wild
2: The crazy thing is that this moment alone is something really, really special in my head because the thing is, we don't ask people to stand up or anything. It was just the energy in the room. And there are a few videos which are not allowed to go out because of those uh, COVID rules and whatever. Um, But the thing is, like, even John from Darkest Hour, he also was at this show. And, like, a lot of other people, and they're still telling us um, today, uh, to date, um, that this moment was so crazy. Because it was just a chain reaction of, like, people freaking out. Oh, yeah. Like, it, that moment, dude, fuck. I mean, like, <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> and, yeah, so... Um yeah we got lucky so we, we we could finish the show and play the last two songs afterwards um but that was pretty much our covid moment i would yeah, say definitely. Yeah,
3: definitely that's,
1: that's awesome <laughs> <laughs> i just imagine you looking at each other across the stage and going yeah we're fucking
3: good yeah, we're fucking <laughs> yeah, yeah. Good. <laughs> <laughs> it was more like a the fuck I don't uh, uh, we're hoping uh, we don't have to pay for that accident yeah. <laughs> we, don't have to, we don't get fined for that
2: I mean I still see the club owner in front of me uh, running onto to the stage like yo 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 <laughs> <laughs> and I was like just what dude what I'm in the process dude like
3: yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh...
1: Oh, incredible. <laughs> but before we start wrapping this up, if people are listening to this and they're wanting to check out some Ten Side music, they're liking the they're liking the sound of you guys, what's a couple of songs from the back catalogue you'd suggest that stand out to you that you reckon would give them a good feel for what you guys are about?
2: Um, First of all, I would say just start at the Nova album because everything before is just used uh, since, you know. <laughs> 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 um. But um, if I have to pick a few one, um, then I would definitely say from the Convergence album, this is what we die for. Um, I would say as above, so below from Glamour and Gloom, um, as well as Only the Brave from Glamour and Gloom, as well as Cannibals and Along with the Gods. Um, also maybe Honey, you can tell a few from from the Convergence. We're still playing live, um we
3: don't play some of them live anymore because like you obviously have like a certain time on stage so um there are some songs we can't play live um at least there are there are in the setlist uh, for yeah. now but i think um eternal Contempt" from the convergence record is 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 a, is a banger um and i, I will, will, and will and not. Smart, yeah. um is, is definitely a song um you should check out and um what's another song built for eternity i like that one haven't listened to it in a while but love playing it live so um i think there is a, a lot out there for people um if they really want to yeah. get into it
2: i think there are actually there are a lot of people who never heard about our band so feel free to check um <laughs> uh, our back catalog and also the new shit um you're very welcome <laughs> the
0: new shit is fucking great It really yeah. is
2: it yeah. Really, yeah, Listen really. to the new shit <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> Incredible Mr Stevens do you have any more questions for our wonderful guests
0: I do and I'm going to start with Daniel where, Because you've been in there since the beginning When you started this journey This ten side journey did you ever think This is where you'd be today
2: To be honest No I think I would I, wow I could never imagine to do this in my mid 30s um I mean this was all just a fun time to start and I'm still here um but hey um I'm I'm super thankful for this um uh, to be honest I mean playing music with a band for such a long time is just great um it just feels great to still play music and I think um there's still some time for us with the band um we, we still go on and it looks good to maybe create eight more albums until I'm yeah. old <laughs> yeah so...
1: that sounds perfect
3: <laughs> keep it going keep
2: it going
0: <laughs> and what about you honey
3: um actually um it's it's kind of the same um uh, uh as what daniel said um i I couldn't even imagine myself um, playing metal for that long um, because like in, in my youth days, I started out in, in like um, a small, small hardcore band. Then I played in a punk rock band, then I did some German black metal music. And it, it has always been like metal, hardcore punk. And at some point um, I, I've i played in a, in a dancehall band. Like dancehall was a big thing in the southern part of, of, of Germany way way back I was like 20 or something (laughs) um and I always thought at some point I'd make a switch uh away from metal more into pop or hip-hop or that kind of music but somehow I always end up playing in metal or hardcore bands and that's great don't get me wrong like I love playing metal (laughs) for sure but um I couldn't imagine myself um, to be playing in a metal band or in several metal bands um, until this day. I thought at some point I might be grown up, uh, stop stopping playing uh, music that's not um, as commercially successful as um, um, as pop music or rap music is. But I'm still here doing it, doing it with my best friends, loving every minute about it. So. I mean, That's
2: great. I, I think just um, the thing was was being in a band or making music is once you're in, you're in, and yeah. and it's kind of hard to leave this behind you because I mean, of course we know people who've played with us and they're out of the band or out of of other bands and if you met them, it's like always the the first sentence is always like yo I've I've missing I've missed playing music I'm um, so Missing to be around with all the dudes, missing to be on tour and so on. And I think for some people, it's really a, a big part and a great feeling. And it's always hard to leave this behind. So and as long as it feels good, keep doing it, because that's that's the only thing which which helps. Yeah.
1: And you're you saying that you thought you'd want to drum with a pop, pop music. Well, I hear Adele's got some shows going, so she, she needs a drummer. You never know.
3: <laughs> I might ring up my good old friend Adele. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm desperate for a job, Adele. Please hire me.
1: Yeah. <laughs> get me out of the sales shit. <laughs> While I've got you, do you want any metal bottles? Just me. Just... Gents, <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah, yeah. laughs> uh, before Dra- we let you get out of here, <laughs> any plugs, social medias, websites, anything you want people to go check out?
2: Yo, feel free to hit us up via Instagram. Um, it's called at Tansite Music, Facebook, and all those social medias. You know, you can find us there as well as on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Music. You name, you name it, and our website is tansight minus music dot So yeah, everything is available there. Merch, CDs, vinyl, and so on. Um, feel free to. Check our dates and we're hopefully back in the UK really soon we will let you know. And yeah, we can't wait to be back, man. It's it's time, yo.
0: Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> that vinyl bro, the vinyl is beautiful.
3: Thank you. I was saying,
0: like, Oh my god, I was looking on your website that the the gold of the black splatter like are oh, so sexy.
3: Awesome. <laughs>
2: Yeah, actually it's a um it's an artist from the UK um who um who made all the, the artworks and yeah. So yeah.
1: Incredible. Gents, thank you so much for doing this. It means the absolute world. We've had an absolute blast talking to you guys.
2: Likewise. Great times. Likewise. Appreciate <laughs> it. Thanks.
3: <laughs> thanks for having us. Yeah.
0: I know it's late, so it's uh, yeah, it's graciously appreciated. But it's been so much fun.
3: It it has been and i hope we're coming back with the next record to you guys uh yeah that was a
0: pleasure honey that's already written in the stars mate that's already gonna happen (laughs) don't you worry i'll be all over that the noise cartel telling them that we need you back when that new record comes out so what what we'll do what we'll do when you come here is we'll sit in front in in person and do this that would be great that would be yeah Yeah. 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 yes i feel
3: like i feel like that that uh, could could bring us to a whole nother dimension of heaven. Oh, it'll,
0: be, it'll be disgusting.
3: Yeah. It'll be, yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but,
2: guys, um, again,
0: thank you so much for taking the time. I know it's late, so I mass- we massively appreciate it. Um, thank you, man. You do. But, yeah. yeah, we'll definitely catch up soon and we look forward to uh, seeing you when you come over here. Sounds good. Awesome. It'll Enjoy be the rest fun. of the year. It's going to be great. It's going to be fucking oh, yeah. great. But, uh, <laughs>
2: Enjoy I'm sure about three. that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> already
1: got plans written down. Is already writing down? Yeah, we'll do this.
2: We'll do this.
1: It's, uh, fucking brilliant.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Yo.
1: Incredible. Guys, thank you so, so much. Yeah, again. And genuinely, the album is fucking great. It really is.
2: Thank you. I appreciate it, man. Thanks a lot.
0: But, uh, enjoy your evening, boys. And we'll uh, we'll speak to you soon.
2: That's right. You too. Cheers. Bye. Take bye care. Guys. See Bye-bye.
0: Bye. Jimmy. Oh. Hello again. Welcome back from the week. Welcome back to you. Welcome back to all the people watching and listening at home and on the bus or in the car or wherever wherever you fulfill your wish to have us on in the, in the week on your weekly base. I completely didn't know what I was going with that. My brain just had <laughs> loads of different words going around at once. And I was like, bus, trains, driving, things happening, weekly basis, holy shit, I don't know what's going on anymore. Ah, uh, So do apologize and do forgive me. Oh, excuse me, sorry. I also decided to choke my own saliva at the wrong time. It's always the thing, isn't it? It's always the way that what when you've an got apple something last week,
1: yeah.
0: It's an apple last week. It's fucking my own saliva this week. What's next week, Dick? Um but Tom, we're doing a show here. Could you take that cock out your mouth? Sorry, Jim, we'll get cracking it up. Yes, I'll get cracking it in a minute. All right, Jim. Okay, sorry, mate. Sorry. Yeah, we I'll get back to you in a minute. Um, I went for a dentist appointment, right? Back in, right before Crimbo, 22nd of December, in Cardiff. And I had to go past the stadium, and it's up on a place called Cathedral Road, which is run by a park area. Really nice area. On my way back from the appointment, I was going past the Principality Stadium. Mm. And there was an old lady, like, walking. So, you know the classic, oh, there's an elderly person in front of me. I'm going to go around, just fuck off. Yep. As I went to go round her, she obviously clocked that I was about to walk past. And she went, I don't fucking think so. (laughs) (laughs) And started to keep up with me. And I was like, this is weird. Are we having some sort of race? (laughs) You're either pissed off that I'm trying to get past you and think that because you're elderly that I can, you know, be gone in seconds and you'll be like still by the stadium or you're generally thinking in her. I reckon in her head she went, "Oh, a little bit of fun on a Friday morning. i never race. I'll never race this young whippersnapper." And started like, but she was with me for ages, and I was like, "She's really not letting up." So I tried to go faster, and she kept uh, to, to the point where we were almost running with each other. <laughs> I love how you outran by a granny. That's fucking amazing. I beat her in the end. I think she got quite tired. <laughs> fucking pushed her over. I think not, granny. Just elbowed her the side of the head. No, like, They're catching on to our ways. <laughs> I think she got quite tired because she started to like, really, like, she was really going for it. Then she started <laughs> to really slow down. Um, <laughs> it was just very funny. And I just loved that. That was, like, like a bit of insanement for her. You know, at least I hope it was. Oh, man. She's did like,
1: oh, fucking I'll be hip.
0: <laughs> yes, in the hospital. You've been at <laughs> it again, Beryl.
1: Yes, sorry. <laughs> I almost won this time. <laughs>
0: I used to be an Olympic runner, you know. (laughs) Um, So, yeah. But my weird... Do you remember this? Do you remember non-school uniform days, right? That you (sighs) had to pay a pound to wear your own clothes? Yep. It still happens. (laughs)
1: Yeah, I don't get it. Why? Why does somebody go... What's it go to? So I'll give it credit now with Olivia's school they say pay a pound it's going to NSPCC or whatever charity they're working with but well, back in the day I don't remember that I remember it just being like give us 50p or a pound whatever it was just like we want it teachers but, are going out for drinks after school <laughs> cool, give us money it's 50p like school shirt tie blazer shorts <laughs> yeah
0: yeah you're wearing shorts and trainers or <laughs> hat t-shirts school trousers school shoes <laughs> like 50p was like half your body and a pound was the whole thing <laughs> Friday P
1: was your head. I don't know. It, it's, just, it's just kind of weird. It's that you have to pay to wear your own shit. Yeah, I don't get it. And it's weird. They're adding more things nowadays as well. It's like Olivia got to, to went to Number Day, it was, last week. It's, it's a national thing to celebrate maths and trying to make maths cool. Because oh, that's what? fucking oh. possible. But that was like donate as a pound. I'm like, you want us to dress up for your day and we've got to pay you. Huh? However,
0: because we didn't have what they have now back in the day, there is nothing worse than going, I'm pretty sure they said it was non-school uniform day today. Oh, God, yeah. I'm pretty sure that's what was said. I I swear down, you go, Do I, should I take my uniform just in case? Like, that was the worst feeling ever, rocking up, and you see everybody in the uniform or not, and you're the opposite way around, you go,
1: oh, for fuck's sake. And everyone's got their coats done. i be like, shit, are they wearing uniform? I don't know. Fuck. Well, you could tell by what was on yeah. below.
0: <laughs> was... But it's just that anxiety and that anxiousness of, like, I don't know what clothes to wear. i am <laughs> just go naked. Fuck it. I'm going in my pants.
1: And then we'll go from there. And then, There was always that stress of, it's not uniform day. But what do I wear? Oh, I've got to still look cool in front of my mates. <laughs> what do I wear? <laughs> to... Um... Gone. There's like it was the nineties though, so it was ninety-nine percent football shirts. <laughs> oh, of course. The other the other
0: really, really poor thing is when we used to do PE, but you'd forget your kit and your teacher oh. would go, Vest and Pants. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. Why was that
1: thing? <laughs> oh. Vest and pants. Come on. Go. <laughs> so that was the nineties again, so it's like oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to get these developed later.
0: (laughs) Sir, are you taking it? Oh, he's got red hair. Fuck, he's the devil. Um, (laughs) But how? I remember being in primary school. I think I was in the year two or three, and that happened to me, and I was like, I'm not doing it. He's like, yeah, you will. I was like, I'm not doing it. Don't fucking blame you. I was like, I'm not doing it. And to the point where he made me walk around everybody and come back and I could get dressed again. How belittling and uh, embarrassing
1: is that? Couldn't get away with that these days, thank Oh God, it. fuck. hell, no! Fuck kids these days. they probably just nut the teacher one. <laughs> I think not sir. in pr- in primary. Uh, maybe I don't know. I don't answer. <laughs> oh,
0: <what> <laughs> <like>? Exactly. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, you fucking see his pedo, fucking pedo over here, <laughs> pedo <Peter> Stewart.
1: <laughs> oh, what a weird time it was in the nineties. Oh,
0: very, very,
1: but oh. we can we can all rejoice.
0: We can all be happy, Jamie. I got a job back at Specsavers today, hey. so let's just yay! You no longer have to work from home and sit on LinkedIn and ring people for no fucking reason whatsoever. I was threatened with wages being held from me if I didn't return the laptop. I'm pretty sure it's illegal. Yeah, I'm pretty I'm pretty sure that's illegal. Uh, but I returned said laptop and haven't been reimbursed. So you know I'm gonna uh, demand my P45 and be done with it. So. Go from there instead. Uh, okay. So, yeah. So, back in Chatham now uh, and starting at Specsavers on Monday. So, buzz in. It's Absolutely awesome. buzzing. Congratulations, yeah. sir. Thank you. Thanking you graciously. And of course, this little beauty turned today. I do love so, yeah. you know, it's really nice. It's uh, Angel Grove High School t shirt. So, yeah, it's just, I saw it on an Instagram video, as you know, because I tagged you in it and then just went, that's actually really nice. And in olive green, it's really nice. I think I love that. <laughs> So I as you can go for blue for Billy. I looked at it right. I always find that when you look online and you look at the colour scheme of each one, they always look really horrible. Because mm. it's almost like they're either darker than they are or they're lighter than they are or they're not that blue. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And because I saw the guy in the... I can't remember his handle on Instagram, but he had the olive green one. I was like, actually, it looks really nice. That The, color, the green colour. And I thought I look all right in green, even though I'm ginger. So I don't know. <laughs> um... You know, but it it works. So yeah, nice little tish. I love that we can have alternating tishes every two weeks. Tishes. I just like the word tishes now. I like that. That's good. Great. <laughs> it's, that came from uh, my brother. My brother was at school one of his former best friends, and um, I think they went to a part a dis- that school disco or something. And his mates turned around. And, oh, Joe, love the tish,
1: <laughs> and it just became a thing. <laughs>
0: So yeah, so it's. Well, even,
1: I just love the enthusiasm in the way he
0: said it. It's great. Yeah, it was absolutely phenomenal. But he always referred to his nipples as hamburgers, and I find it so weird. But that, there we are. That, that, that yeah. is very weird. It's called it's a burger nips all the time. It's weird. <laughs> what a weird man.
1: Yeah, that's oh. what
0: you do when you're teenagers, I suppose. That's very
1: true. I did want to. I did want to
0: ask you a question this week. Oh, it's, it's not, not poo related. It's not poo related. Don't worry. Phenomenal. Phenomenal. <laughs>
1: It's a question about the English language, our favourite subject. This is actually a question that Sam asked me, and I'm intrigued as well, if you have any idea. How did okay. they decide what orders to put the letters in the alphabet? I don't really know. It's very weird. I don't, I don't. Did they just threw them in a bag and just picked them out one at a time?
0: There's probably some sort of scientific explanation for this. But they, they, do you reckon the song was invented first, and that's how they worked out what order it went <laughs> in? What, what sounds better when you sing it? Yeah. <laughs> Z-T-U-X-Y-V-B Doesn't sound... I mean, it, it, I think it works anyway, right? <laughs> it? That's kind
1: of, actually. Yeah. P-O-I-V-Q-X-Y Yeah. <laughs> it does kind of work for any letters. <laughs> Fuck, that theory's out the door. <laughs> God damn it.
0: Yeah. It's like um, number of a hat thing. What's going to be first? <laughs> a. A is first. Because it's A. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It's because it's A. Why not? Yeah. <laughs> what comes next? <laughs> B. <laughs> oh, they looked at him and went, ah, ah,
1: ah, ah.
3: how
1: <laughs> <laughs> B- <laughs> <laughs> so they teach the fucking region in school these days. And now it's like A, B, C, D, E, F, G. <laughs> it's a great way to sing it. We need to introduce that way of singing it. <laughs> Are they starting to do what?
0: For some reason in my mind, my, or my niece is at school, well, she's still at school now, but which is at primary school. They're doing like a, buh, kuh, duh, uh. and they're doing it that way instead. Why? Bollocks. Nobody in their right mind has a conversation like that. No, no.
1: It's supposed to be the letter uh, sounds uh, that uh, they buh, can- uh. Yeah, they practice the letter yeah. sounds. <laughs> <laughs> ah, <laughs> It's fucking confusing. And then they're like, and now we're learning special friends. I'm like, what the fuck are special friends? And that's like T-H and S-T. Like where letters, when you put them together, make a certain sound. And I was like, fuck, this is confusing. I was like, How am I, I supposed to help you your it, homework? I love it. It's my first initials and my second initials. Thank you. Oh, yeah, I did.
0: <laughs> Although I don't have a H in my name, but still. No, but still, it works. Appreciate you. Appreciate you. <laughs> That's yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Special friends, special friends. So they'll, they'll think of any old shit for kids to learn
1: stuff, won't they? Pretty much. I think they just got bored of teaching it the same way for fucking hundreds of years, and went, "Oh, let's make up something new." Do you know what they should do? They'd be like, "Sir, we have F R T
0: H S T I I saw it on TikTok. Yeah, So I saw it on TikTok. Kids, yeah, yeah. That's how. That's how we're gonna
1: learn. Because I'm straight away. Really, sir? What's the handle? What's the handle? I could easily see it happening. Easily see it happening one day. Absolutely.
0: I was just doing it because I was saying you get the kids enticed, isn't it, as soon as they hear that word. Or teachers will start dancing (laughs) to TikTok-related theme songs. Or whatever the
1: next...
0: Yeah. Whatever the next fucking craze is going forward. Whatever the next craze is down the line.
1: Um, And that's what will start happening. I'm not a teacher. I'm an influencer. I'm influencing these children. I find that so mental. Like <laughs> <a job. laughs> I know. People get paid so for it. So mental. I actually watched a TikTok earlier and this guy was like, it's the most ridiculous job in the world. I get paid for it. And even I think it's fucking stupid that I get paid for it. I saw he's... a pheno- It
0: is, but I saw a phenomenal video on there of a guy. Everyone fucking thinks they're a health and food nutritionist now. Everybody in the world, right? And this guy, it was very cleverly done. Him was serious, like, don't eat cereal anymore. It's full of this, this, and that. So he's like, right. So he pours it back into the box and takes it back. Comes up with fruit. You can't eat fruit anymore because of this, this, and this. Like, okay. Spits the apple out, goes his little back. Comes up with porridge oats. You can't eat oats anymore. But you're like, what the fuck can you eat then? Exactly. Like, what? <laughs> what? Oh, because the hydrogen, the nitrogen, the helium, and the rohanderin, and the, all this crap basically gets into your gut system, and you explode. I mean, you, you reform back together like the Terminator, but you fucking explode. Alright? And that's good. That means you're going to have a bad time. Like, fuck off. Do so uh... you know what I found? What? Before you, sorry, do you know what I found? They're all American. Of course they are. Of course all they American. are. American. Of course. No offense to American listeners, you. There are some like decent and very intelligent load of you, but these people that think they're food like get in the bin. It's where you belong with all your fucking banana skins and God knows what. else It says bad for you. Get in there with them.
1: <laughs> You're right though, because they all say different fucking things. Which one's right? No wonder people just give up and go, oh, "Fuck it, and lose fat." <laughs> you know I'm waiting. I'm
0: waiting for you. Can't breathe air anymore. That's what I'm waiting saying? for. You can't breathe air anymore because the CO2 and the CO and the H2O and the OOO means that you'll start breathing in birds, You but then you'll start forcing tornadoes out of your ass. And what will happen is you'll wipe out the entire world. That's America and South America.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: the H2O and the OOO. As I don't know of any other countries that exist, <laughs> we don't learn anything
1: past Florida, and that's where all the world's best sports people are from.
0: Yeah, I told you. About <laughs> yeah, anyway. yeah. But I, I, I bet they imagine the whole world is just America all the way around it. <laughs> Probably wouldn't surprise
1: me the slightest. <laughs> but anyway, anyway, how are you, sir? I am all kinds of fucking shattered. I my system has just given up. Like, what I, kinds of, are there different kinds of shattered? I don't know, but if there is if there is more than one, I've got a, like I my system today has just gone. No, I don't What's What's on? I think I, just because of all the constant shift changes and stuff. From days, I'm I've been so busy on my days off, and I've just gone into close down and just want to sleep for seven hundred hours. <laughs> but there we are. I wonder if you could sleep for seven hundred hours. Uh, I'd like to give it a fucking try in a minute, but no, me, I'd wake up after five. And you probably—I st- uh, reckon—if you
0: slept for seven hundred hours, you'd be absolutely knackered still. Probably. I do know. I've overslept. I'm um, still tired. <laughs> oh well, when I went to bed, it was January. Now it seems to be <laughs> July. What's going on here? <laughs> I could do with a nap after that.
1: Yeah. Oh, now it's twenty twenty-seven. <laughs> Good nap. I feel fine now. Am I actually a bear? <laughs> <laughs> is that what I was in a previous life? <laughs> why am I in this cave?
2: <laughs> and why bear. is Sam Bin Laden here? Oh fuck. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's what you find in caves. Bears and Summer Bin Laden. <laughs> Bears and terrorists. <laughs> Just hanging out, having a jolly good time. Just chilling. <laughs> yeah. Just chilling. What about you, my friend? How are you? Yeah, I'm all right. Like
0: I said, it's just been a bit of a drastic change this week. Um, obviously I've relocated uh back to old Cheltonia. Um uh yeah, other than that, I'm fine. I'm just I'm just I feel a bit lost at the moment, I think, if I'm really truthful and honest. Um but I think once I get back into the swing of things, get back working and all that sort of stuff, then maybe that'll hopefully all just Coincided, and I can start getting a bit more routine back. Um that'd be quite nice. So
1: adjustment period.
0: Yeah, you could call it that, yeah. Yeah. It's a bit weird, like waking up and going, So, what am I doing today? <laughs> yeah. It's really weird, odd. But it's just one of those things like by next week. It's funny because now I'm like, oh, do you know what like I could do with getting a bit of routine. When next week comes up like, do you know what I really could do with the day off? I really <laughs> could do with being off because the british is doing it absolutely really should have made the most of being
1: off when i was off so you'll start thinking of all these things you could be doing that you didn't think to do while you were off
0: yeah oh 100 (laughs) um it's funny because on the on the call when they ran me to give me the job they were like so you're happy with two midweek days off yes what you said that you could do at weekends and i went yeah but i want some weekends off i don't just want midweek days off all the time like there's, there's sports to be watched and that sort of thing and people to see. I don't want to be working every fucking weekend.
1: Well, no. 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 Thank you. Let's so let's hope to God they don't try and do that to
0: you. Well, I'll be having a conversation when they ring me tomorrow. If they ring me tomorrow, if whoever speaks to me next, I'd be like, This is great, but don't put me in every weekend, please.
1: No. Oh I, I used to I think it was Morrison that worked in like, you get one in every four weekends off. Did I fuck? <laughs> Never happens. No. Never happens.
0: It's just, to feed the people up here so they can have the time off all as people at the bottom have to do as you know their bidding. Um, not that I mind, because I, I I really enjoyed my job previously at Speckies. I know I'm going to a brand new one, but I absolutely loved it. Um and Chatham Northwest is gonna be nowhere near as busy as Cardiff was. It's gonna yeah. be nowhere fucking close. So <laughs> oh. they're gonna be like, oh my god, and I'll be like, this is fine. <laughs> This is nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I could do this on the fucking own. Don't you worry about it, Dave. I'm sorry. Yeah. I could do this, Liam, with my eyes fucking shut. My <laughs> eyes tight. My eyes. My eyes tied t- behind my back. Oh my god! Could you imagine I could. <laughs> like twist them. Like you know. Like you put a hoodie around your waist when you can't be bothered to wear it anymore. <laughs> just <laughs> like seeing through your see through your waist, like. like <laughs> that'd be weird. Because you imagine like, our eyes just like, came out of our face and started looking around everywhere.
1: Oh, that'd be creepy. Kind of cool though. At the same time,
0: yeah. because you like some woman's getting followed by a guy?
1: Are you following me? What the fuck? But Be great. Be great. At gigs when the tall person stands in front of you. What? I can see everything. Why is it right? We're talking about like even though I'm fucking six foot three, the fucker always <laughs> stands in front of me too. It's always the why way. is it always
0: the way? It's
1: mental. It's always, always the way. even talking himself like the fucking me. And I'm massive. <laughs> <laughs> it makes no sense. I well, they should put lines on the floor for heights. <laughs> if you're this height, you can stand here. This height stands here. Make it Yeah,
0: that'd be, that, that'd be shit. That's not fair though, is it? Because then all the small
1: people would always be at the front. Oh, no.
0: Yeah. So I, I, I do, I, I know where you're coming from, <laughs> no. but that's Wait. why I always walk to stand at the side. And then I I get people to stand like around me rather than behind, and then I just don't move. Makes sense. At the McFly show, because it's full of screaming kids and screaming girls. I went right. I'm planting my. I'm not going to lie to you though. My legs paid the price. Like can't Oh my god, it's awful. I was like, I can't fucking walk anymore. What's happened to me? Like hips down. I was like, Jesus Christ, I'm stiff as anything. But like I stood <laughs> and I was. I always went. Can you guys see? Can you go- oh, I kept ceramic? Can you all
1: see, yeah? Right, cool. Just gonna stand <laughs> there. <laughs> so that's considerate. I like that. Because you still Thanks. deserve to get a good view, but you consider those around you. I like that. Yeah. I was like, don't fucking stand behind me, whatever you do. <laughs> Very considerate, Mr. Stevens. Thank you, my friend. Thank you. What have you been doing yourself anyway? Um, I've actually done some stuff this week, shockingly. Fucking um old. mostly reanorant, of course. But uh, we did an interview last night that you've just heard. It was marvellous. It was beautiful. I know you all agree. It was great, yeah. Um, I went to go see the kids. I've almost finished Lena's room. I'm going back Friday, and hopefully I'll get it all done then. Because <laughs> doing my nutting. Um, Saturday, we went for a meal on Saturday night with some friends. I had a burger that was made, that was supposed to be like a fondue. It was weird. What? Wait, how, what? What? So it's basically, brain. it's a burger and the top of the lid. They cut a hole out of it. And it had melted cheese in. These like dippy chips and stuff. On the picture it came on, It looked, the picture in the menu rather, it looked fucking beautiful. It turned up and I was so disappointed. Yeah, but how's that even, because that's bread. If you gonna put melted, that's going to seep through, surely. It wasn't even that. It was the fact that it turned up and the hole was on the edge. And the cheese was in a fucking gravy jug. It wasn't even on the burger. I was like, what is this? And I was like, holding the jug, I was like, is this going to run out at any point onto my burger place? Start spooning it out. I got like, disappointed. Very disappointed. Oh, so it's not, it's, because you have to do a little bit of work. It's not what was advertised. <laughs> Should have to they, work they, for my they... food to pay for it. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> but the most important thing that happened in my week is uh, Olivia, my wonderful little daughter, she's done something amazing this week and I'm so proud of her. She had ten inches of hair cut off, massive amount of hair cut off, and she's donated it all to the Little Princess Trust, which basically I don't know if you know what they do. They collect hair and make wigs for children with cancer and with alopecia and things like that. She's donated that to there, and she's raised just under three hundred pounds for them with sponsorship as well. The kid's done amazing. She's so proud of her, bless her. And she's so happy as well. <laughs> she absolutely. What made her? What made her want to do it? Well, how did she even find out about it? So she's been going on for ages about getting a haircut like Becky's, because Becky's has got it similar just above the shoulders. But we're like, she also loved her hair. So we're like, we're going to keep revisiting this idea, not do it on a whim and see if she wants to do it. But every time we asked her, nope, still want it. Can we get it done now? Can we get it done now? I really want it done. And I think it was, I can't remember who it was. And what our meal Becky remembered about the Little Princess Trust and we showed her, like, we'd loaded the website and we're like, this is what they do. They're like, do you want to do this with your hair? And she was like, yeah, I want to help little boys and girls. Can we do it? Can I go now? I but like, <laughs> no, she was all for it. Absolutely loved the idea, and she's so proud of herself as well. I was like, "Are you proud of yourself? What are you doing for these little boys and girls?" She's like, "I am, Daddy. I'm very proud." Bless her, and everyone loves her hair. She turned up to school on Monday, and teachers, other people in her class, everyone was stopping and going, look at her. So bless her, proud Daddy. Dad. That's great. I know you great. fucking hate kids, but I'm going to big up my kid, so it's fine. <laughs> it's not, uh, yeah, but she did some for charity. Why would I fucking hate that? No, no, she did amazing. Uh,
0: no, it's great. Very proud. I'm, of happy, I'm happy for her and happy for you.
1: Good. <laughs> I'm not anymore. That was just a,
0: yeah. <laughs> no, I'm no, over it no. now. There you go. I don't want to hear about it anymore. <laughs> Oh, oh. I'm just messing But uh, no, that,
1: That's you. pretty much all I've done this week. I had a feeling I'd, I'd have to make mine short because, no doubt, you've actually done some stuff this week. you didn't have to make it short just for me. Oh, well, that's just, not just, this bit's is going to be, be a little bit
0: longer. <laughs> yeah. Oh, fair enough. Um, well, I re until I got fired. Um <laughs> yes. And then, um, obviously, like I said, I've moved back to Cheltenham, so I moved back here Saturday. Uh, me and Martin got an Enterprise van and we drove down. Uh, down the M4, it was really nice actually. Uh, we got we picked up some drinks and Asda, and we just put tunes. We put Electric Cowboy on and just like nice. just bouncing down the down the motorway. It was great. Um, we literally. What was really weird? We got back to Newport and went to the flat. And not only was I moving, but sixteen flat sixteen was moving as well, which is right next to me. And I was like, "You are fucking joking!" <laughs> and we decided to move at the same fucking time. Ah, so they were taking like. Because they were like, oh, me and the missus, we bought somewhere a bit further down, be a bit quieter. I was like, okay. I was like, well, I'm going because I'm going. And then, but they were taking like everything, to, like wardrobes, beds, like all this massive, oh. so we were sitting at the top, like, like just waiting. I mean, I decided to take it in turns. Um, And Swindon Town were playing Newport County at Rodney Parade. Obviously, we, we lived right by Rodney Parade. So there Swindon fans turning up and they love a fight. The Swindon fans and the Newport fans love fighting each other. So we're like, right, all we need to do is get there as early as possible, get our shit and get fucking gone before that starts. And luckily, as we were leaving, it took us two hours. I hooped it up and stuff as well, cleaning the oven and everything. Um, and as we were leaving, you could start to hear all the Swindon fans singing in the middle of Newport City Centre. So we're like, yeah, let's get the fuck out of here. Yeah, so we left just before timing. it all started. Yeah, great timing. Um, So that happened. Last Friday, I stayed here for the first night. Um, I went to my old rugby club. That was really, really nice. Welcome back with open arms. It was so lovely. Um, so I'll be going back there at some point and watch the seconds win, uh, which is great. Scotland played Wales in the Six Nations. They did. The game I was meant to be at. We were 27 0 up and won 27 26. I'm not <laughs> joking, Jay. I'm at, I, I uh, half time buzzing. 20 nil at half time was like, oh my God, we're fucking steaming this. But as I know my country and I know my team, we are one half, we're one half wonders. So we play amazing for one half and absolutely fucking dog shit for the other. So we scored really, really early. I think two minutes into the second half, I was like, fuck, this is going to be a breeze. This is about 50 odd at least. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> we just went 27 nils. is fine, boys. We've still got a whole half to play, but do you know what? Let's just kick back and chill. And Wales turned it fucking on. But then the Welsh commentator was starting to really, really piss me off. They're meant to be, obviously, they're meant to be fucking um, unbiased. But obviously, him, we had John Barkley commentating, who's Scottish. And then they had, I don't know what his fucking name is. They call him Jiffy or something. But he was literally going, Well, why is he not booking him? Why is he not giving him a yellow card? Why is he not putting him in the bin? Why is he not doing this? Why is he not doing that? Like, dude, shut the fuck up. You're not playing. who the fuck are you like trying to get our players sent off trying to get like uh, who the fuck are you yeah it was driving me it was driving me insane wales played fantastically second half absolutely to the point where my ass and my heart were like the whole time i was like oh my god we're gonna lose oh my god we're gonna lose oh my god oh my god it was it was awful like i I, i'm surprised i'm still alive But i have a fucking
1: second heart attack watching that game (laughs) I can only imagine the squeaky bun time that was going. On. Oh,
0: I shared I shared a video of Finn Russell after the game um, because it's exactly how I felt after the game ended. He just went. <laughs> <laughs> and I was put me right now and then put that video for Finn because that's literally I think that's how every Scottish fan was feeling after oh, that no game. Way. Like, <laughs> um, one so...
1: fucking point,
0: fair play though. When they were 27 nil up as well, they hadn't scored at all. Oh, dude, unbelievable. It was They were calling it the, the Welsh was like, It's going to be the greatest comeback in rugby history. And then they didn't do it. And I was like, yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Where's your fucking comeback now? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> uh, so that happened. Um, I'm trying to think now, what day is Sunday? I wasn't here Sunday. I was out Sunday all day as well. What's the Sunday? Brain is letting me down. Because Monday, I did nothing. Oh, I can't. Brain's let me down. It's been one of those things where I get up here and go, "Ah, oh, bollocks, yeah, I did that. You went to a gig. I don't know what day that was, though. That was... Oh, yeah, fuck! <laughs> that was <laughs> Saturday night. That was Saturday, the rugby Saturday night. I went to watch um, Giant Walker from Newcastle. Not my cup of tea, but very good live. Uh, Death is a Girl good friends of the show and obviously he's played for us previously. I the Lion, good friends of mine again. Um and San Dimas who were really fucking good. Um so it was a really good night all around. Um so yeah, that was great. Uh got to see like Damo and Martin and Chris and Green and just got to hang out. It's just like nothing had ever changed. It was really nice. Really, nice. really nice. Um went to the pigs for about half an hour. Um <laughs> I remembered horrible. how much I was be like, oh yeah I'm all right here. I went home. Um Sunday I saw Vicky I saw Vicky. I saw Beth for coffee. Um, I did something in the evening, but my brain is completely... Oh, I saw Jasper and Helen. Hey, there we are. I saw Jasper and Helen. That's what I fucking did. I had dinner with <laughs> them. Really nice to see them again. Um Yeah, I was there for about five, six hours. Um So, yeah, that was Sunday. Um And then... Yesterday, like Vicky helped me take some like, stuff to recycling. I helped to pick up a sandpit for her sister's dog. I just like random shit like that. But dude, I've done more in four or five days than I did in two and a half years. just seen that uh, way. Probably no. you can't remember after because you've done more than you can <laughs> ever fucking remember Norma. <laughs> um, I'm Blacklist on season six, episode 11. Okay. Walking Dead, I'm on season 10, episode 20. Um, I've been catching up with WWE and with AEW, so um, I'm about to watch SmackDown for WWE, uh, even though I already know what the fuck's happened, which is really annoying, because social media, you can't escape anything, you can't escape anything, Um, and AEW, I'm on last week's Dynamite, last Wednesday, so I'll watch that at some point, Um, but yeah, man, the the flat's decent, the house, sorry, the house is decent, Uh, this room is massive, and I'm really happy here, so... That's yeah. what we like. That's what we like. And you mentioned Friday, Jeremy. I did mention Friday. What are you doing Friday? Oh, we're going to
1: spend the evening together. Yeah. Woo-hoo! I do believe you're staying here as well. I am indeed. We're going to see former guest of the show, Torchbearer. I'm very excited. It's going to be great. And Scorer. And Scorer, yes, of course I forgot. Oh, and God.
0: Scorer, so Nameless are playing. And the other two bands will completely escaped me.
1: Yeah. <laughs> He done better than me. I could remember Torchbearer and that was it. So you'd done better than me. <laughs> yeah,
0: but it's going to be a good show. And obviously I've got you here for the evening, so it'll be good. Yeah. Um, and it's Super Bowl Sunday this Sunday as well. It is. It is. It I is. think the big question right, on everyone's mind is who's going to win, but is Travis going to propose? I think it's a massive thing going around right now. So Why do people fucking care? <laughs> do you know what, right? Tennyson's a lot for the sport. I was watching some videos of like dads and their daughters. And there's a dad, like he's a big Kansas City fan, and he's like, "Oh, um, she's like, I like Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey." He's like, and "He was like, what's uh, what? What's the object of the game? That sort of thing." She just reels all the rules off, and he's like, "This is amazing." Excuse me. Okay. Yeah, really cool. How many yards do they have to go to get to first down? Ten. Yeah. How many downs do they get? Four. Yeah. Like it's,
1: it's doing loads for the sport for like younger I- generation and stuff. Maybe I need to start following Taylor Swift thing because I ain't got a clue <laughs> to any of that. Like, this little kid knows more than me. <laughs> there's a, have you seen some of the Super Bowl adverts? No, I haven't, actually.
0: Oh, Jamie. Tell a lot. you yeah,
1: have seen one, I think.
0: Yes. Is that, is that the Nickelodeon one? Paramount, I think it is. The one with Patrick Stewart, when he talks about Hey yes. Arnold. Yeah, yes. yeah. So I started to watch it. I was like, oh, no, I'll wait. I'll wait. But there's a new one that's coming out now called Where's Usher? <laughs> okay. Ludacris has lost Usher for the halftime show. <laughs> and he rings his agent and he's got the, like a, a massive I Love Usher shirt on. And he's like, he's like, Chris, man. Chris, um, yeah. He's like, hey, man, how's it going? Ready for the halftime in Las Vegas? Blah, blah, blah. He's like, yeah. Um, I lost Usher. And he doesn't say it. He just looks at the screen and then hangs up.
1: Luda lost Usher.
0: Tim, I'm sorry, bro. Usher's gone. And it says, you will find him. And then the person with Chris goes, is that, is that, you will find him. Or, you'll find him. <laughs> <laughs> and then it goes, where's well, that your question mark?
1: That's one way to promote a halftime show, fair play. Oh, so clever. So clever. Oh, but that Paramount advert, you need to fucking see it. Because you'll see, you, you're watching, you go, I, I understand why Jamie loves this now. It's just, oh. Okay. Oh. I saw Patrick Stewart t- piss out of Hey Arnold's.
0: Yeah. And then I stopped cuz so I was like I don't want to just in case. I think it's like a Paramount and Nickelodeon mashup. I think are they putting it on Paramount or something? I think um, so,
1: yeah.
0: Yeah, which is which is banging. Um yeah, quite a few of my friends have shared it. I was like, "Oh, I watched that." And then I stopped myself for some
1: reason. I don't know why. It's beautiful. It is truly beautiful. But I believe we are all caught up sir. <laughs> Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is Brayden from Say We Can Fly. Just letting you know, we've got a brand new merch store out please there. Please let me say the and, uh, link. Let me
3: say the link, please. Okay,
1: yeah. Okay. Yes, you can say, you can say
2: the link. Yes. All right. Okay. So the link for the shop. So the, link for is... the link
3: for the shop is www.saywecanfly.com. Dot
2: shop. All right, good
1: job, Seamus. So, Uh ten percent off if you use the, co- oh, the, code. the code. Oh, let Seamus. me see the code. Let me see the code, please.
3: Okay,
1: fine. You can say the code if you use the code. The code is the Chronicles. What? No, it's not.
3: The Chronicles. No,
1: it's not. The, it's the Chronicles, Seamus. Yeah, that's what I okay? said. The Chronicles. At checkout, all right? You, you get 10% off. 10% off. Yes, yes, they know. They know, Seamus. Okay. I'm just trying to help, all right? Visit www.saywecanfly.shop and use code THECHRONICLES for 10% off your order. Available okay. billboard participating say we can fly restaurants and web stores. Some restrictions may apply, but probably
0: not. Jamie. Um, Hello. It's time for your favourite segment of the week. Oh, yes, it is. It's time for calm street Do
3: you want to know something? Callum will be able to tell you. And Callum's
0: treachings. It's cereal soup. Ooh.
1: Hello. This week's treachings come from the set of my own podcast, That Gym Couple podcast, that I host with my partner, Lucy, where we discuss all things gyms, fitness, gym anxiety, and a bunch of other stuff in between. If you do have the opportunity to come and check us out, at that Jim Couple podcast on Spotify and YouTube. We'd very much appreciate
0: it. And now we're here for another edition of Callum's Treachings. Jamie, we won't hold back. We won't delay any longer. No. What's Callum treaching us this week?
1: Sleep must be important because you never hear people say that they regret going to bed early. It's a very fucking good point.
0: Do you not? I swear I have. I think people go when, like back in the day when you couldn't f- record TV. <laughs> yeah, when you couldn't record TV was probably the only time I've ever heard people go, I regret that like big games like Champions League Finals and stuff way, way, way back in the day. And people like big shit happened, people oh, I regret it. I went to bed early. because I missed that. I fucking missed it.
1: That might be the only time. Tell that's us the... I, actually the I can think of one other time. Some people go to bed early and then wake up at like four in the morning and they're wide awake now because they went to bed a lot earlier. There's possibly that one, but those people tend to be, oh shit, I fell asleep on the sofa at six pm and now I'm wide awake. Yeah, but I think a lot of people are just like,
0: yeah, I love it. I mean, I I don't know what's wrong with me because like I don't ever go to bed early. I don't want to. I feel like I'm losing the evening. Yet when I do go to bed, it's the greatest thing in the world.
1: Yeah, I'm the same. Even though I got up at like four o'clock in the morning for work, I still don't want to go to bed early because like it's my, yeah, it's my it's my free time. Exactly. Like it's the Super Bowl
0: this Sunday, and I start my new job Monday, oh, shit, and I'm like, yeah. but I'm watching the Super Bowl because why do I want to miss it? <laughs> That's my time for the first day. It's fine. Drink tons of coffee. I mean, I fucking love coffee anyway. You know. <laughs> <laughs> but i say like, i will fucking wired as hell. I'm like running around like a twat. the I'm against the See that? <you later. laughs> I'm sorry. And then I'll just be like, huh? you know, the hair all like flexed out like they've been electrocuted, sort of thing. And I'm just like, there's just a cloud outline of me left. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> like George of the Jungle, he just sits there eating coffee beans. Yeah, oh,
0: oh, that reminds me of Lee Evans as well. You know, when he got, got eight hours of sleep last night, like bragging about <laughs> how much sleep. That's what people do at our age, isn't it? Yes. You, oh, so I I'll tell you what, right, I went to bed at seven p seven pm, could you believe it? Fucking I know, I treated myself. Got up at seven a.m. Fucking lovely. I had 12 hours. Non disturbed, was dying for a fucking piss when I woke up, but oh, undisturbed 12 that. hours. And uh, I think that's, and that happened to me this morning. There's nothing worse than being like, oh God, I'm so comfortable. And you wake up a little bit and go, and your blood is like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And you're like, oh my God, I'm, I'm going to, it's like toxic. If I don't move <laughs> now, this is going everywhere. <laughs>
1: <Aww>. <laughs> the worst one I find is happens to me all the fucking time. I'll we'll get into bed. I get my comfy spot. I'm just about to start dozing in my bladder will go, You need a piss, mate? I'm like, You motherfucker. Ah!
0: Why is it when you're outside and the furthest away from any public facilities whatsoever? Is that when this is it when you desperately need to wee? Oh, God, yeah. Uh, I know I was on the show a very, very long time ago, but it happened again. Um, I think it was on
1: Saturday night. And I was like, miles away from anything. And I was like, You motherfucker. <laughs> it's always the way. But and Yeah. And it's never a case of, I could do with a piss. It's more of a, if I don't pee now, I'm going to piss myself. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's like them early morning wake-ups, where you don't yeah. want to get up yet. And it's always like, before you're, alarmed, you're like, no. But the best is when you look, and you're not up to eight, it says like 6.30 or 7, you're like, yeah. <laughs> but the problem with me,
1: I don't know about you, is when I'm awake, that's it. Uh, sometimes. Sometimes if I'm that tired, I'm, I'll just go, no. But then, yeah, other times, I'm up.
0: I find that as soon as I go, like, I'm like,
1: yeah, that's it. Game over. I'm going to wait for the day now. No. <laughs> oh, nah. Fuck that. No, 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 no.
0: Oh, Bullshit. body clock's
1: an ageing fun.
0: <laughs> yes. But, Jamie, we digress. <laughs> we do. What else is Callum treating us this week?
1: Being itchy must have been a serious problem for knights in armour.
0: Oh, d- dude. I find that's one of the worst things ever. Especially when oh. you can't get to it. When it's always at your foot. And he got shoes on. Oh, oh.
1: you do that weird like stamping on your foot finger. Your foot no, finger. but it's, it's on the top, and you can't get there. Yeah.
0: yeah oh, awesome. but could you imagine being a knight? I bet. I, bet I got there. <laughs> I bet some fatalities happen that way. I can't reach it, Brian. Just Brian, just get the sword out, mate. Just get the sword out. and Just get in there. You'd be fine. Yeah, but Dave, what happens if I cut myself? D- Dave, just Brian, just get in there, mate. Just fuck it. It's gonna take you five hours to get that just that piece of armor off. Anyway, you might as well just get sworded. Shing. <laughs> oh well. I was itchy, but now I got an arm, so don't worry about it. It's, fine. <laughs> it's, it's gone.
1: It's gone. <laughs> Problem solved, Dave. I just cut my arm off. Yeah. Much easier. <laughs> I always <laughs> think that whenever I've been to Buckingham Palace and you see the guards that can't fucking move, I always think, like, what if they've got like an itchy nose or something that just got to stand there? Oh, oh I'd, I'd be all over it. I'd be like, yeah, yeah, whatever. <laughs> You're arrested, fired. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. have an itchy nose. Or my head, an itchy asshole. Oh, even worse. Look at just doing that weird little. Stand or they try not to. I find I don't know what is this worse the ball bag stuck to the leg or an itch? Oh,
0: you know you're moving, you you kind of do like a little lunge to the side, just like release, like let it flap, flap
1: around again. I'd probably say an itch is worse. An itch is easy, yeah. Because the ball stuck to the leg thing, you could like say you can do the little stretch thing, you can sort of play it out as being doing something, but we would like to move if you that guard. I'd be about, oh, if the guard was. I thought you meant generally. Oh. Oh, itchy balls, mate, as a, as a knight in shining armour. Oh. In shining armour. Oh, what? awful. Oh, no. Those poor bastards. I have so much I know. On Next time I go to Buckingham Palace, I'll be like, I respect the fact you can't scratch your asshole. <laughs> the thing is, they wore armour and still had a shield.
0: Isn't the whole point of the armour <laughs> to protect you? Oh, I in mean, a bit of extra protection, I guess. I love the idea of someone trying to stab someone the sword just like, does a zigzag bend? Like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> because weirdly, whenever you stab somebody in some sort of TV, cartoon or whatever, the sword always makes the zigzag
1: Yeah, don't quite like, get one. But... <laughs>
0: it never bends any of the way. It just bends in the zigzag, like it's bent in and down. Why can't it just veer off to the side a little bit? Like, oh. Which is what would actually happen, yeah. But wouldn't the zigzagging sword be worse? It's got all those yeah. points. I feel like it's great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but like a saw sword. <laughs>
1: a saw sword?
0: <laughs> <laughs> can I, I might slice, I might dice, I don't know. You don't know what's coming. <laughs> I'll <I'm laughs> match you with my saw sword. <laughs> I'm going to cut and then. <laughs> 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 don't get your fucking itch, did it? platoon. <laughs> <Two> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sir Knight of, of, the, of the pretty obscure rhombus table. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, you learn what a rhombus was in school, and you never need that information ever again. Nope.
1: I think it I've is. learned more about shapes doing this show with you, to be honest, than I'm doing any of us, especially dodecahedrons. <laughs> wow! Well, the highlight of this interview. Yeah. Um,
0: <laughs> and finally, Jamie, what is Callum teaching us? this week.
2: We still don't know if
1: Stacey's mum was trying to seduce a teenage boy, or if maybe he was just reading a little bit too much into things. <laughs> oh. Oh, the only thing we know for a fact is apparently Stacey's mum has got it going on. <laughs> but that's from the per- perspective of the
0: kid, isn't it? The, yeah. the, the, the boyfriend, oh my god, my brain didn't my words were in my head, and I couldn't get them out. It was really weird. <laughs> so, like so my brain was talking, my mouth was just going. It's all I could get out. Um, it's
1: from the boyfriend of the daughter. Isn't yeah, it? it's Stacey's.
0: Oh, Stacey. Stacey's daughter. No, it's
1: Stacey's boyfriend. Because it's Stacey's mom that's got it going on. Oh yeah, sorry. Oh, Fucking hell, fire? <laughs> Jesus Christ! Yeah, yeah it's got but... a good point though. Yeah, I'm to remember. I'm trying to remember what happens in the song. Though it's been a while since I've heard that.
0: All I remember is her swimming, and they're coming out of a pool in a bikini.
1: Yes, incredibly slowly. So I have a feeling
0: that her mum had it going on, but was unaware of said feelings of said kid that was a bit like, Jesus fucking Christ. Um, but do you appreciate MILFs at teenage? You don't really, do you, until you get a bit older? Um, well, apparently Teen... Stacy's
1: boyfriend did, but...
0: No, well, yeah, but teens tend to like teens, don't they? They like to yeah. mingle in their own realm a little bit. But then teenage
1: girls like to go a bit older for the guys, but the guys don't like to go anywhere. It's weird. It's a bit I don't know. Yeah, when you're a teenager, like, if it was celebrities and that sort of thing, you'd look at older women, you'd be like, mm, mm, very nice. But walking down the street, you wouldn't really do that, at least if memory serves. I don't remember having well, a teenager, you know. No. no it's quite weird when you think about it.
0: But there we are. I always wondered if he ever was, if he ever made it with Stacy's mum. They should have done a song after <laughs> yeah. called Stacy's, you know, Stacy's mum's divorce, and then like all the legal proceedings. And, uh,
1: <laughs> she ran off with of her daughter's boyfriend. They should have made like, a whole album out of it, just the whole story. Yeah, yeah. Oh, what a great concept album! That would have been amazing. I'd say they should so do sad. it,
0: but they can't really. <laughs> So sad it's not with us anymore, no, yeah. yeah. But that I means it's such a cool idea to make a whole concept thing out of it. Say like <laughs> Stacy's mum and then like Stacy's mum's divorce, and then Stacy meets uh, no, Stacey's <laughs> mum meets Stacy's boyfriend, and then the affair, and then that sort of thing, and then move and then the end is called like uh court legal proceedings, prison or something. I don't
1: know. So <laughs> Stacy's mum goes to prison. The final oh, yeah.
0: song. And then the last song would be called Juvie. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I don't know. Something like that. <laughs> Definitely should be a thing. Definitely should be a thing.
0: <laughs> if we ever get Jared Reddit back, we'll have to talk about it.
1: Yes. Um, but Callum.
0: Callum. Oh, unbelievable, sir. Absolutely unreal. As always, we appreciate you so much. So thank you for always treating the nation, the world, and the universe on the weekly. But Jamie, I've got to follow this now. We do indeed. It's time for Tom's Journal. <laughs> And welcome to another edition of Tom's Journal. Welcome to another edition of Tom's Journal. Jamie, 30 days hath September, April, June and November. Unless a leap year is its fate. February, February hath 28. All the rest hath three days more except January. Which hath six thousand one hundred and eighty-four.
1: I like that, and it's very fucking true.
0: Yes, at least we made to February now, fucking. Hell. <laughs> and we're already on the seventh. We're flying, boys. I, I was going
1: to say it feels like February's gone really fast. i yeah. know, it's only seven days in, but still.
0: So it's only got West Twenty Nine this year, isn't it? It is.
1: Um time,
0: Jamie, the universe sends me a sign, I'm like, okay, but I think I'll wait for a sign here
1: <laughs> sign. Signia sign.
0: <laughs> oh, that's probably yeah. a laugh. Now, I know you're probably not really gonna understand this one, okay? We're gonna play Manchester City Monopoly. Oh god, yeah, I'm definitely not gonna okay? this. Okay, so it's football related. So all the football fans, or soccer fans, whatever, who sports Man City will totally get what I'm talking about. You'll get the gist, though. I have a feeling you'll get the gist, at least. So, Monopoly with Manchester City rules, okay? Number one, all teams start with £1,500, except Man City, who start with £200 million. (laughs) Two, Man City get to throw the dice first. Unless they score zero, they are immediately advanced to Mayfair and get to buy it. Number three, all other teams must compete to buy Old Kent Road and Whitechapel only until Man City have bought Park Lane and developed it along with Mayfair with hotels. Four, when teams pass go, they each get £200, except for Man City, who get £200 million. (laughs) Five, all community chest and chance cards read Advance to Mayfair. (laughs) Six, If teams are sent to jail, they must pay half their assets to Manchester City. This is because Manchester City own the jail. (laughs) Two more. Seven, all players must continue the game in good spirit, pretending they don't notice Manchester City have got all the money. And finally, if UEFA find Manchester City under monopoly FFP rules,
1: Man City still gets to keep their trophy. That's because Man City own UEFA. (laughs) I don't understand the majority of that, but I'm guessing there's some favouritism towards Man City. Basically, Man City have broken all the financial fair play rules
0: going, as have Everton and Nottingham Forest. Yet yeah, Everton and Nottingham Forest have been fined galore and ducked d- to points, whereas Man City have had nothing happen to them. Oh, okay. Just,
1: just saying. All right. Oh. I wonder I how many know. Man City fans are going to hear this and go, no, 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 actually, I think you'll find. You know, Dave, Man City fan, works
0: on the pub. That's the one. Um, yes. <laughs> Marine biology professor. So an octopus can change its colour to mimic its surroundings. When octopi do this, it's called me. An octoly. Professor. No. <laughs> Metacrosis. Me. Professor. Me. Like some sort of octopus.
1: That almost went down as a silly one because of Octoly, but you'd reeled it straight fucking back. <laughs> Give it Octopus. That was genius. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no
0: way am I 18 and I've just found out that a club sandwich stands for chicken and lettuce under bacon. That's it? It does indeed. You don't know that. There you go.
1: Chicken and lettuce under bacon. Wouldn't that depend on which way you turn the sandwich around?
0: Well, then bacon, I don't know, then you'd call it a bulk? <laughs> bacon over lettuce and chicken?
1: <laughs> Somebody said, yeah, when you're in America, please do that. You go order a bulk, if that's what it is. Just say it's a club sandwich upside down.
0: Yeah. It's a great show. <laughs> when God created ducks, wolves approved that chicken, and give it a kazoo! <laughs>
1: that's fucking brilliant enjoy that one I take it I did like that one (laughs) any edition of a kazoo wins let's be fair (laughs) that's like waterproof (laughs) that chicken
0: (laughs) (laughs) oh this is true American sports fans defense defense British sports fans alright lads I've just worked for a song to the tune of Debussy's Claire de Lune about an opposing player's drunk driving charge. I'll count us off.
1: <laughs> as much as football hooliganism and shit just irritates me, things like that would make you proud to be British. The fact they could just make a fucking song about anything, it's genius. <laughs>
0: Yeah, Chelsea fans sing if she don't come, I'll tickle her bum with a lump of celery. <laughs> 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 and I go, celery,
1: celery. <laughs> you can- oh. Only in Britain. Only in Britain. Do you know what's
0: really weird? We talked about bears earlier. There's a bear entry here. Oh, any terrorists? If we were bears, we could be sleeping through all this nonsense right now, but no, let's push buttons and drink out of
3: cups. (laughs) Oh.
0: You know that feeling of anxiety you get as you're about to walk past the security sensors on your way out of the store, Mm -hmm. and you think, oh my god, did I just shove that TV up my ass? I can't remember (laughs)
1: It's so funny because we all have it. Like, I know I paid for everything. But you're still getting it. like, did I buy anything that's got a security tag that might set this off? I don't think I did. And you start going through the whole shopping list in your head. Yep. <laughs> we all do it. It's when you walk in, you go, what? <laughs> what, we add stuff? <laughs> <laughs> about most shops these days. The alarm goes off. The security guard just looks and goes, bo I don't give a fuck. Yeah, don't like, worry about it. You've come to us. I can't chase you around the store. I ain't interested. My mum was telling me apparently now Sainsbury's,
0: the big stores, um, the one in near Wadden you have to scan your receipt to get out.
1: Yeah, don't buy us. I'm saying the self-scanner. You to scan your receipt to get out. Yeah, yeah, it's mental. That it's a, you will never leave. It's like a weird prison, like a
0: shit prison, <laughs> pretty much. For dinner, Jamie. I want a baked potato with a side of mashed potato and some potato salad and fries.
1: Ah, that's a lot of carbs. <laughs> All the potato, please. <laughs> All the potato. Sounds quite delicious at the same time. Oh,
0: 100%. I don't, I'm going to have some, look for some dins after we've done this. I'm excited. Buzzing. Starving. Potato. And they say modern romance is dead. I love you, bro. Bros for life. Thanks for being my bro. Such bro, very friendship. (laughs) Oh, uh, always here for you, bro. Then sent three roses. Those are broses, by the way, (laughs) for our bromance.
1: (laughs) I don't know how we just turned into a fucking kettle, but (laughs) roses is great. (laughs) Roses, that's fucking brilliant.
0: (laughs) Oh, I love it. Friends with no kids be like, you might go to Africa this Friday.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's me and you, that is. (laughs) I'm going to go do this today. Okay, I'm not. I'll give you a couple more.
0: My demeanour when the biscuits are being passed down the table (laughs) towards me,
3: acting nonchalant,
0: Carrying on my conversation, not even looking <laughs> at the biscuits, just being aware of them in my peripheral vision. My brain, the biscuits are coming, the biscuits are coming.
1: <laughs> you will find, if, you, if you've got a cup of tea as well, you start drinking slower, so you've definitely got some tea when, when the biscuits get to you. Oh, mate, all the time. <laughs> <Not just me. laughs>
0: I might I, I might have to go actually get some biscuits after this. I going to say, you got me wanting biscuits now. Um, who decided that dragons have arms? They don't need them. <laughs> uh, I think you'll find that dragons need arms to hug. <laughs> God damn it! You're right.
2: <laughs> there it is. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: and finally, Jamie, this is fucking amazing. <laughs> so, when I watched The Witcher with my girlfriend. She tends to go to the bathroom within a minute of Cavill appearing on screen. She takes quite some time in there. I don't quite know what she's doing inside, but anyway, it gives me enough time to fat one up to Cavill. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh god, so good! Oh fuck me,
0: so good. I remember, I remember reading it being like, well, she's obviously having a waggon. then when I read the end, I was like, oh, see.
1: i fact have better use the phrase fat one out as well. I even better. <laughs> and that was another edition
0: of Tom's <laughs> Journal. Oh, God, so funny.
1: Fucking brilliant. That's so, so funny. <laughs> To find out more about this incredible foundation and all the work they do, and more importantly, how you can help, head on over to www.sophielancasterfoundation.com. Me, me, Mr. Stephen, me, 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 Mr. Stephen's. Nice, I like it.
0: Using our simpos this week. <laughs> Well, Jamie to Jamie Jamie to Jamie 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 Jamie
1: Jamie 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 it. Jamie 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 Time
0: to participate, bitch Jamie, let's participate, bitch
1: Ladies and gentlemen, it's time to participate In Jamie's Participation Challenge This week, I said, to celebrate the upcoming Super Bowl next weekend We are asking, if your hometown was to have an NFL team What do you think it would be called? What say you, Mr. Stevens? I love um, that
0: people were trying to like rhyme it. Rhyme it. Let's start that again. People were trying to like use the first letter of the town or city for their um, for their nickname, but I just go for Aberdeen Granites. Nice. Because like, we're the granite city. So I don't know. Um, the other one that came to mind weirdly was Aberdeen Argonauts, but that's not even a thing out of there. So it's a
1: great name. That's a great name, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I expected people to like rip the fucking piss out of where they lived for this. But no one did. I was quite surprised. What, what about you? Um I struggled with this. I really sh- I couldn't think of one. I was trying so hard. And then other people commented with good ones for Birmingham. I was like, why didn't I think of that? Why didn't I think but, a... Birmingham yeah. blowjobs, Birmingham
2: blowhards?
1: <laughs> the obvious one was Birmingham Bulls, but then someone commented on one of them saying, Yeah, that's actually a thing. That is that's is your, British, that, yeah, <laughs> <it's> your <laughs> British football team, yeah. Yeah, so there we go. No one, one a,
0: no one gives a fuck about Birmingham. Like I don't know, <laughs> like the Birmingham pause <laughs>
1: <laughs> There you go, that's gotta be it now, isn't it? <laughs> oh right. We'll get some audience answers. So Jake Smith. Mine would be called the Cinderford Miners. But don't talk to me about the Super Bowl. My team got robbed of a place there. Yes, I'm still bitter from Sunday's loss. Poor Jake. Poor Jake. Are you, are you with him on that one?
0: He's a Baltimore Ravens fan, so I don't give a shit.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Go Steelers.
1: <laughs> oh, Amy Sampson, the gro- the Gloucester Growlers. <laughs> Russell Chandler, the Wolverhampton Wolverines. That's actually a great name. I like that one. That's a great name. Yeah, it is a great name. Uh, Jamie Walker said the Stroud Soundlands, which our friend Nutzy Shelley added. Nah, the Stroud Four Twenties. Was it Sound Lads? Oh, Soundlands! I read it wrong. Sorry, Sound yeah. Lads. Yeah, Stroud yeah, Soundlands. Sound Lads.
0: But Four Twenties is hilarious. I like yeah. that.
1: I like that one. <laughs> Martin Skerritt, the Ilminster One Inches. Great name. (laughs) Oh, so good. Robbie Williams, the Gloucester Gladiators. It's probably not even that original, but I like it. It works. Sounds good. Sounds good. Yeah. Now you might have to help me with this one because Johnny Paul Simpson has not actually said where he's from. Swindon. Ah, so it's Swindon Storm. There we are. Which is what their name is anyway. That's what I played for. Yeah. Phil Jolly. We've got a couple of Bur- Birmingham ones here. Phil Jolly, the Birmingham Bostons. Brilliant. What the hell Brilliant. is that? It's a black country saying. It's bloody Boston, that is, mate. Boston's okay. good, so that's work. Um, Becky Westwood, the Birmingham Babs. That is what it should be. The Birmingham Babs. all Babs. Perfect. Your face. <laughs> You've just been disgusted so much. No, I'd say after. <clears throat> okay. Uh, Ruby Goodwin says the Norwich Canaries because that's what they're called, not that I give a shit.
0: <laughs> Better not. The, football, the football team's called the Canaries. Yeah, yeah, that's probably what she means. Probably I'm do. trying to think. The American football team's called... I can't remember now, off the top of
1: my head. I didn't even know they had an American football team. Yeah,
0: Ipswich are the Cardinals, I know that much. I, don't, I can't remember Norwich. Norwich, I do have a team, but I can't what they're called. Oh, there we are.
1: I didn't even know all Birmingham, like English cities, had American football teams. Yeah, brick ball is massive. I didn't even know it was a thing. There we are. There we are. I'll give you two more from our two favorite contributors. First off, we have Mister Mally Malpass. He says the Bristol Ball Grabbers. Yes. <laughs> I wonder why everyone kept doing that in Bristol. It was weird. It's <laughs> just ball passing.
0: Oh. <laughs> It was like a weird, like, you know, the the stress ball thing.
1: Let's
0: <laughs> that with a ball sack.
1: <laughs> and last but not least, he's back. It's Ryan Williams. We love you, Ryan. He says, so I live in San Jose, California, which is already home to or close to a couple of professional teams. We have the San Francisco 49ers stadium, about 25 minutes from my house. Hockey, we have the San Jose Sharks. Until 2015, we had an, an arena football team named the Sabrecats. Baseball, we have a minor league team, the San Francisco Giants. However, if we were to have an actual professional football team that we can name ourselves and not just have a stadium nearby, I would think they'll be named the San Jose Microchips because it'd be pretty cool considering that we're in the heart of the Silicon Valley. Or I heard the Eggo Waffles were invented in San Jose, so we could be called the San Jose Waffles. San Jose Waffles, I like that. I love that he lives right by the 49th
0: Stadium. Believe I said That's amazing. <laughs> It's pretty cool. I want, I want the Niners to win the Super Bowl anyway. To see it this weekend, so I think it's about time. Just to see Taylor Swift just not get proposed. <laughs> well, no, I've not. i have never. I've never been a big fan of the Chiefs anyway. So, no, I don't. I, just think the, I just think the Niners deserve it. So, to be honest, that's just me. There, there we are. But thank you to everyone that participated in Jamie's challenge. As always, we appreciate those answers so very, very much. Uh, we can't thank you enough for those. Um, but most importantly, if you're not follow us on any social media, it's at TCO Pod or the Chronicles of Podcast, either one or do. Uh, and come please come and subscribe to us on YouTube at the Chronicles of Podcast. Um hit the bell to get notified of when new videos are released and comment to your hearts content. Um so that's all social media at TCO Pod and
1: YouTube at the Chronicles of Podcast. Make sure you get your fill of us, please. Oh yeah. And of course, before we have to get out of here, we have to say a thank you to a few of our friends. Every single piece of music you heard on this show today was brought to you by one man. And that man's name is Mr. Matt Roberts. Check him out on all social medias, at Matt Roberts Music. Go check out his beautiful back catalogue. And of course, you have to say a massive thank you to Mr. Braden Barry and his Can SayWeCanFly.shop. Head on over there. Get yourself a CD, a vinyl, hoodies, T-shirts, signed photos, you name it. The man's got it all. Check it out. When you've had, decided what you like, add it to the checkout and enter that discount code, The Chronicles, and get yourself ten percent off that order. And last but not least, just say a massive thank you to the Sophie Lancaster Foundation. They are stamping out prejudice, hatred, and intolerance everywhere. They are doing some incredible work. They posted earlier on today about tra- training twenty-two people to give out their training courses, and as well, they shared on social media the other day another poor poor young man was attacked simply because of the way he was dressed because he was. An emo kid. That is literally the only rhyme or reason. It shows why this foundation and the message they spread is so damn important still today. So please head on to sophienancastfoundation.com see what you can do to help and show some love and support towards the foundation. And last but not least a massive thank you to this handsome fella right here for joining me yet again. Thank you so much Jamie. Another
0: great episode once again. Indeed. A so- great addition. Massive thank you to Daniel and to Honey for joining us uh, from Ten Sides. It was just absolutely amazing interview. Had so much fun talking to you guys. Um, But as for this week, we'll see you all
1: next week. Goodbye, everybody. Bye.